Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. And the Sunny Update is brought to you by Fair and Farah. Okay, if the truth offends you, tune out right now. Because in just about 30 seconds after I get done with this mass shooting story, we're going to get into the the whole story about George Floyd and the truth about what really happened there. Because nobody's reporting it. We live in, It's amazing. We live in a world now where you're lied to constantly every single day. They hide stuff from you. Oh, but Rick, I'd rather talk about America's favorite pizza topping. Yeah, right. So now a massive manhunt is underway in Maine. Mass shooting occurred there. They don't have the guy in custody yet. He's dangerous. Police are currently searching for Robert R. Card, 4-4-1983 of Bowdoin. Card is considered armed and dangerous. He is a person of interest, however, and that's what we'll uh, label him at uh, moving forward until that changes. Gobbledygook speak, I swear. Uh, 22 people dead, 30 wounded, uh, and uh, yeah. Police are currently searching for a Robert I, R. Yeah, Card. Yeah, you told me that already. We have uh, literally hundreds of police officers working around the state of Maine uh, to investigate this case, to locate Mr. Card, who again is a person of interest and a person of interest only. And we'll continue to gather information so that we can bring uh, the suspect to justice. Is he a suspect or is he person of interest? What, what what are we interested in here? I don't get all that garbage. Just say the just speak. Anyway, here's uh, the background. He's an Army reservist stationed at a Sacco, Maine, according to the bulletin. Card also recently reported mental health issues, including hearing voices oh. and allegedly making threats to shoot up the National Guard base in Maine. Okay. Now, at that point, I mean, I, I bring this up every time because, you know, when you start really looking at these stories rather than the hysteria that the media gives you, oh, he had access to gun, he was white supremacist, all the garbage they feed you. Um, how does a guy... First of all, remain in the National Guard mm. when he's had mental issues reported, when he threatens to shoot up the National Guard base, um, how does he still have access to guns? That's the question we should be asking. Anyway, according to the bulletin which cited law enforcement, he was also reported committed to a mental facility for two weeks over the summer. And nobody thought they'd keep an eye on him? So I don't know all the details on this, but already it's seeping through that this seems like it was a lack of anybody really paying attention. And, and, you know, if you go to every mass shooting, there's a lot of that. There's there, signs. There's also something else right now. Think about it. The mass shooting that happened in... Uh, Nashville? Yeah. We still don't don't know the manifesto. We haven't seen the manifesto on that one. Why? Because the shooter was transgender. They want to keep that from you. And it was a shooting at a Christian school. Right. That's fine. All right. Here it is. You can look this up all day long. 
it's a true story. It is the truth about George Floyd and the death of George Floyd. The toxicology report came back. There is no evidence, no evidence that Chauvin, the cop that had his knee on his neck, had anything to do with the death of George Floyd. And you can you can scream all you want and call my manager and scream at other people and anybody that agrees with the story and, and lose your mind. But the facts are the facts. And we got to stop talking about fantasy here. But the whole thing was rigged to go after those cops to appease people who are losing their minds at that time because, you know, that's the story had to be about racism. New court documents expose the extreme pressure prosecutors faced in Hennepin County to charge Derek Chauvin and three other former Minneapolis police officers in the death of George Floyd. Ruined their careers. If you don't want to talk about Chauvin, let's talk about the other three officers which were just doing their job, as well as Chauvin. Destroyed their lives, ruined their careers. Over nothing. Several attorneys opposed the charging of the other three officers. Some attorneys opposed the charging of any of them. They followed their professional training. The toxicology report said George Floyd died of fentanyl. If you go down the timeline, George Floyd was in the back of the police car complaining about not being able to breathe. When he said it on the ground, it was a continuation of him saying the same thing he said when he was standing up, when they put him in the back seat of the car, and eventually when he was down on the ground. Some witnesses that are so scared for their lives have said that they saw the whole thing happen and Chauvin did not pressure his neck with his knee all the way it was on his back leg. But that never got testimony. That never was never heard in court. It goes on. Now, Amy Sweezy was one of the top prosecutors in the office, Hennepin County. She worked with County Attorney Mike Freeman. She said things got so heated that she was threatened if she didn't bring charges against the three police officers that were with Chauvin. She was all, she not only not only was she harassed, she uh, she was discriminated against and it led to engaging in sexual discrimination when she was threatened by other people in the office the district attorney as well. Now she quit there. Freeman as well, the other prosecutor, left the office in January and Sweezy resigned from the current county attorney's office in April. According to the new documents that just came out Tuesday, senior assistant county attorney Patrick Lofton, who worked on the police uh, use of force cases with Sweezy, said the relationship between Sweezy and Freeman soured after Lofton and Sweezy withdrew from the officer's case because they didn't want to bring the charges against the three officers. Then it got really ugly. There was extreme pressure to bring charges. The city was burning down. She said there was nothing we could do. Bring the charges or lose our jobs. Now hundreds of pages of sworn testimony from the Hennepin County Attorney's Office and other county employees' testimony took place this summer and now was made public on Tuesday. Liz Sweezy right here is going to explain what happened in this lawsuit? There are depositions related to a lawsuit that was filed by one of Hennepin County's top prosecutors, Amy Sweezy, against the former county attorney, Mike Freeman. Now, she's alleged sex discrimination and retaliation in the workplace in the past. Yeah, that's how she, the guy was always an ass. But but this got really bad when the refusal to bring charges against the three police officers. Yeah. So he started, I mean, some of the language I can't do on the air, but there was a lot of uh, language in there how he just berated them for not wanting to bring charges because there was no evidence. So the sworn testimony is now released. You can see it for yourself. But what really stands out 
are these pages and pages that spell out the extreme pressure that prosecutors faced to charge Derek Chauvin and the three other Minneapolis police officers back in May of 2020. The depositions were conducted this past summer. They were just recently made public. The other three cops should have never been charged. Several attorneys reveal in the depositions that they oppose charging the other three officers in George Floyd's death. In fact, the two attorneys who were tasked with the case against the three other officers withdrew due to, quote, professional and ethical rules. Now more interesting. Here we go. In the deposition, senior assistant county attorney Patrick Lofton was asked why he wanted to formalize his withdrawal in a letter that he wrote to Mike Freeman. And he said, quote, I wanted it in writing and I wanted to make sure it was documented that I wasn't going to let that situation, what was going on in the world, affect my judgment because I have to sleep at night no matter what. And he added this, quote, I can tell you that everyone that I associate with to any degree professionally or personally agreed with our decision. There he's referring to the decision to not charge the three officers. Now, the attorney general of Minnesota steps in at this point because they have got to get not only charges, but they've got to get a conviction. The city's burning down. The entire country thinks this cop killed George Floyd. And to this point right now, today, I'm sure that's the story that everybody thinks is what happened. But people aren't going to change their mind. You know how they are because they go, oh, God, I invested so much into this side. I'm not going to change my mind now. Now, Keith Ellison is a woman beater a verbal abusive person to his staff, a pro-Antifa, a racist and a communist, and he steps in now because he wants a conviction. In the end, it was the attorney general of Minnesota who stepped in, Democrat Keith Ellison. He took over the case and charged the three officers with aiding and abetting murder. That's Thomas Lane, Alex King, and Tu Tao. They're serving prison sentences that range from three to nearly five years now. And Derek Chauvin, you'll recall, he's the officer convicted of second and third degree murder He's serving a more than 20-year prison sentence in a federal prison in Arizona. His legal team has filed a petition asking the U.S. Supreme Court to hear his case after the state Supreme Court here in Minnesota declined. Even during the charging process, they knew that this was all fake. That's right. Here's the conversation. Uh, Sweezy said she discussed a revealing conversation with the Hennepin County Medical Examiner where he said... I called, she says, I called Dr. Baker early that morning to tell him about the case and to ask him if he would perform an autopsy on Mr. Floyd, she explained. He called me later in the day on that Tuesday and he told me that there were no medical findings that showed any injury to the vital structures of Mr. Floyd's neck or anywhere else on his body. There were no medical indication of asphyxia or strangulation. According to the transcript, he said to me, Amy, what happened here is evidence of an overdose and nothing else. (gasps) He had enough fentanyl to kill him twice. This is the end of the case. But this is also a case that could end careers because of the political nature of the case. Yeah. So instead of doing what was right based on fact, they did what they felt like they had to do based on the people that screamed the loudest based on their feelings. And the media. Because the media immediately jumped all over it. Well, yeah, it fit their narrative. So what do they got to lose? I mean, really, George Floyd, what was he? Candace Owens will tell you. A woman who was pregnant uh, received a knock at the door, um, and she went to the door, and the person pretended to be someone that worked um, for the water department. So she opened her door and quickly realized that the person at her door did not work for the water department and attempted to slam it. Um, At the moment that she was attempting to slam it, a Ford pulled up, and another five men jumped out of the car, and one of which was George Floyd, came up. 
up to the door and they forced their way inside to her home, uh, inside of her home. Um, mind you, this woman is pregnant. At that point, uh, George Floyd took out a gun and pressed it to her stomach. Um, as she was screaming, begging for her life, and uh, and he put her inside of her living room and instructed one of his criminal friends that was with him uh, to watch her and to make sure she didn't leave the living room. So he was playing guard while they ransacked her home looking for drugs and money. They did not find um, drugs. They ended up taking, I believe, her wallet and her cell phone. Barring all of that, nobody thinks that he should have died during this arrest. But what I find despicable to be is that everyone is pretending that this man lived a heroic lifestyle when he didn't. And I want to talk about what his lifestyle was um, leading up to this moment and why I refuse to accept the narrative that this person is is a martyr or, or should be lifted up in the black community and that we should be buying T-shirts uh, with his name on it. Okay. Nancy Pelosi came out and said that George Floyd died for, uh, to, well, here, listen. Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life for justice. Really? Thank you, George Floyd, for sacrificing your life. I, I don't think George Floyd had any kind of sacrifice in mind when he died of an overdose, so... I mean, you now, always say it. You don't have to be the largest cl- crowd. You just have to be the loudest. Just, um, you can look it up. You can see the story. You can see te- the toxicology report is published, even. You can even see that. And then if you want to call all that a lie, then you're willfully ignorant. I'm sorry. That's what it is. But that didn't, Chauvin's going to get a new trial. He's going to get a new trial. So are those other three officers. Well, they're going to have to now that the evidence came out. And then when it's all done. They're going to sue the district attorney, the district attorney's office, the state of Minnesota, and everybody that was involved in the case, and rightfully so. All right, so um, decision has been made here in Florida at the state university system to deactivate two active national students for justice in Palestine. Uh, They were the ones that uh, have a chapter in the school, and they do the protesting and everything. They've been accused of having connections to groups associated with terrorism. No doubt. Anybody that's out there, there's a university, George Washington University where Hillary Clinton spoke the other day, outside, they went out, they didn't just put up like some raggedy old sign that they drew, Mm -hmm. they went out and got lit up letters and put them up so they look like a permanent part of Washington, George Washington University. Really? Put them on a building that was donated to the school by Jewish people, put it on the building and said from the river to the sea, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was basically exterminating the Jews. Here's what I don't understand. Do you remember when there was anti-Semitic vandalism over on the bridge? Someone hung a sign and it had yep. swastikas. And then do you remember when somebody in the middle of the night went and like threw out flyers on people's lawn and they were anti-Semitic and it was a huge story on the news and how can these people be anti-Semitic and we need to fight back and we can't allow this. And then you have people that are going and ripping down pictures of Jewish people that are being held hostage by terrorists. And they're yep. ripping the pictures down at universities like, no, they're Jewish. They don't matter. They're not a human. And it's interesting to me because for all of the people, especially in Orlando, that has such a large community that is concerned with human rights and just being able to exist as yourself. Right. When it comes to somebody that's not in your community, you have nothing to say. You're completely silent. You don't put plaster it all over your social media. You don't wear certain colors to support it. You don't talk about it on the radio. Where you at? No, it's DEI. It's only diversity, inclusion, and equity if it's their diversity, inclusion, and equity. All right, so um, here's here's another story. Well, that that basically, they got sent a note uh, to the university president, Chancellor Ray Rodriguez, 
and uh, talked about the unprovoked attack in Israel. Uh, the note reads, it's a felony under federal law to knowingly provide material support to a designated foreign terrorist organization. And they get the statute number there and everything. Uh, so, yeah, these students will be re removed and deported. Uh, this move has sparked debates among freedom of expression people on campus. Yeah, okay, well, up to a point, you know, when you're aiding and abetting a terrorist group that just massacred 1,500 people in Israel, and uh, not just, you know, military style. I'm talking about barbaric bludgeoning of humans, babies, mothers, grandmothers. Yeah, I think it's okay. Listen to this one. This is for our... Uh, I'm sure there's somebody in your life that thinks the New York Times is the Bible when it comes to journalism. Oh, Rick, it's the best. Maybe at some point it was. They used to have a name for it, the Gray Lady. Well, the New York Times reporter who came under fire last year for praising Adolf Hitler in multiple resurfaced Facebook posts and then was relieved of his duties at the New York Times was rehired yesterday. Really? Yeah, he's going to be the, you know, local, I don't know, correspondent. I don't know what they would call it. He's the... Anyway, let me get to his name here. Solomon Hijvid. Solomon Hijvi. Okay. Anyway, uh, he's a filmmaker. He's also, a, well, sort of a journalist. But he praised the Nazi leader back in 2011, Hitler. Then he was spoken to by the New York Times after pressure came down on the newspaper to do something about what he just did. He put a picture of Hitler on Facebook. Oh. And expressed his harmony with Hitler and the Holocaust. Okay. I mean, it, it, could you imagine? Mm. So uh, he got, uh, you know, relieved of his duties at that point. Then in 2018, he did it again after they spoke to him and told him about that. But he wasn't working at the paper at that time. So he did it twice. And now the New York Times rehired him to cover the Hamas-Israeli conflict. Oh, is that unbelievable? I, do you think that they think nobody notices? It's like, hey, we'll fire him and later on down the line, we'll rehire him. We just won't mention it. Shh. Think about this. This is the same newspaper. They just hired a person that expresses his love for Hitler on social media. Right. Expresses his hatred of Jews and their eradication that he wants on social media. But yet... There was a manager at the New York Times just a few months ago that got fired for allowing Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, to write an op-ed piece in the newspaper. So a congressman wrote an op-ed piece on the uh, approval of a manager at New York Times. That, that manager got fired. But this guy, who hates Jews, wants to extinguish all Jews and expresses his love for Hitler on Facebook, he gets rehired. That's unbelievable. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Hey, last night the White House scrapped its plans to have the B-52s perform at Wednesday's state dinner for oh, Australia's fun. prime minister after deciding that it would be inappropriate considering what's going on around the world. Besides, I don't think, you think Joe Biden knows who the B-52s were? Um, no. Probably not. I think he had another choice. What was it, Joe? LLJ Cool J. Yeah, that's what he really wanted to see. Rumor what? going on around there that Putin had a heart attack. Uh, did you see that? Did we? Is that true? Or I don't know. I can't. I tried to look around a vet for it. I couldn't find anything. Neither could I. But it's in the Daily Sun, which is you know well, sort of like one of our Sun magazines yeah. or you know National Enquirer. But hey, you never know. And would somebody in our government cover this? Ah, cover it up? Perhaps. 
Russian President Vladimir Putin allegedly suffered from cardiac arrest following months of speculation about his health. The warmonger is said to have fallen ill Sunday, according to the Telegram channel. General SVR often posts about Putin's uh, supposed terminal conditions and has also sensationalized claims about the dictator's recent public appearances uh, being carried about by a body double. So, yeah, there's questionable journalism going on here, but you never know. Hmm. I think it would have been, I think somebody would have popped it if they but, really had but, some. But, okay, I'm going to be a little conspiratorial. If our, if Biden is in bed with Putin, uh, are we going to report anything that makes him look bad? If Biden's receiving money from Russia, <sighs> are the media companies that are mostly democratically run going to run a story? I don't know how Biden could be getting money from Russia and also sending military equipment to Ukraine and billions and millions of dollars. I don't know. But, but you know what? Everything that's so crazy right now. You don't know what's going on. You really don't. Especially when it comes to Ukraine. We have no idea where any of the money went. There's no auditing. Is it money laundering? Is it all on purpose? Who knows? Well, that I've heard a lot of people say that this is just the money laundering, just how it funnels. Could be. Now, you know old Bucky's, the big, huge gas station with 100 pumps, and you go in the store, and it's a menagerie of stuff. And there's decorations, there's furniture, there's pork, there's... Uh, Fishing gear. Oh, there's there's every kind of... They have a whole beef jerky wall. You can get beef jerky, furniture, dishes, like nice fine china, and fudge. You can get a chipmunk with a mullet to put on your wall. You can get outfits for Thanksgiving. You can get rocking chairs. You can get all kinds of stuff. Well, Bucky's is threatening a lawsuit against Bucky's. What? what? I'm sorry? Except it's spelled B-U-K-I-I-S. Ooh, blaspheme. Someone's See, trying to imitate them. See, our Bucky's is B-U-C-E-E-S. Mm-hmm. So down in Mexico, they have a mini Super Bucky's. <laughs> Looks a lot like Bucky's. Is it as big? They also sell Disney chipmunks with mullets. Stop it. Yeah, they sell groceries. They have Bucky's, I-I-S, swag and other goods. So now the real Bucky's here in Brownsville, Texas, and the company are, are a little amused, but they say, look, if they don't take the name down, change it, we're going to sue them. <laughs> the War of the Bucky's. Jeez. And we have a new House Speaker in the House of Representatives, Mike Johnson. When I heard the name, I was like, I said it yesterday on the air. I go, I don't know this guy. Mm. The way he dresses, I know this is going to be this. Ugh. A lot of people seem to be happy about it. Yeah, he got 220 votes. Seems like everybody agreed. Even Democrats voted for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They must like the guy. Even though they're still voting for Hakeem Jeffries, that nutcase. But uh, yeah, Mike Johnson is the new House Speaker. Sounds uh, fake, doesn't it? Oh, let's just nominate Mike. Mike who? Uh, Mike Johnson. Yeah, and we'll tell you more about him later on. But uh, the media will be just excoriating him today because he's an election denier like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't believe, he believes Trump won and he's a Trumpster. So he's not only is he a despicable bucket of what is it? Despicable I like where you're going with it though. Bucket of what? What did Hillary Hillary call uh, every Trump supporter? Uh, Deplorable. Uh A bucket of deplorables. (laughs) Shouldn't there be a package you're of deplorables? You're not just a deplorable. You're just you're a bucket of a whole De- bucket. Supersize yeah. it. Deplorable sounds like a, a solid item. Doesn't sound like liquid. Well, but she called it a bucket of deplorables. But yeah, so he's a he's the deplorable, and he's also um, an election denier, just well, just like Hillary. People are going to hate him because he likes Trump. So there you go. That's yeah, the yeah, Trump yeah. derangement syndrome. But, even 
Maybe we're going to like the guy. I have no idea. Never heard of him before. Coming soon, the one-on-one interview with the new House Speaker, Mike Johnson. So, first question, who are you? Mike Johnson. I see, and where are you from? Louisiana. Okay, and who are you again? Mike Johnson. First name Mike, (laughs) last name Johnson. Right, and why were you chosen to be the House Speaker? Because I'm Mike Johnson. Yes, but why wasn't anybody else chosen? Because they're not Mike Johnson from Louisiana. What's your first order of business going to be? To let people know that I'm Mike Johnson from Louisiana. Then what? Um, Mike Johnson. The one-on-one <laughs> interview from the new house speaker, some guy named Mike Johnson. Don't miss it. The Sunny Update. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So, uh, true or false, Rick? Mm-hmm. Tipping is getting out of hand. No, it's out of hand. It's out of hand, and the forced tipping is really annoying. Well, that's what a lot of people are taking umbrage with. That's one of my new favorite words, by the way. I'm going to say it a lot. Uh, umbrage with the mandatory gratuity that's added and usually it's just parties of like six or more and now a lot of restaurants specifically in New York are having a mandatory gratuity added on bills um and then the gratuity here's what gets me remember it used to be like 15 percent 18 percent 20 percent somewhere along those lines now it starts at 18 to 20 percent yeah 20 30 and 40 and goes up from there and that's the mandatory have you ever been in a situation where a gratuity was added and you didn't want it to be added because, say, service sucked? Because they, look, I'm not saying everybody's like this. I used to wait tables as well, but there are some people that know that the tip's included and they don't care what kind of service you get. They're getting their tip and that's all that matters to them. Right. I, we went to a restaurant one time. It wasn't necessarily me, but I was at the meal and the guy was such a jerk. Granted, we had like 12 people. It was a sushi restaurant. This wasn't here. This was in a different state. And when I say blatantly, like, you own a restaurant. What would you do if your servers were bringing the meal to the table and tossed the plate onto the table? Yeah. Where the food actually slid off of the plate? No, no, absolutely be uh, big time trouble. Right. So that's how the guy was treating us. And we weren't kids. We were, Everyone had graduated college. We all had jobs. I think it was during the week. It was like a, not a business dinner, but it was a birthday dinner. 
it's not like people were acting out of hand. Right. And the the gratuity was added in there, and the service was terrible. Right. And there were people from our party that went up to the manager and said, I don't want him to have mandatory gratuity, and here's why. And the manager took it off. Good. Said, if you don't think he deserves it, I'll gladly take it off for you. Good. So I feel like if you get bad service, you can do that. And I understand that people are tired of tipping. I mean, even Olive Garden in New York City is adding automatic gratuity. And don't, I'm not talking Olive Garden. I love me some Olive Garden. Why can't you earn the gratuity? Why do you have to... Because people are getting tired of tipping so much, so I guess they're tipping what they feel is appropriate, which would be normal tipping, like the 15 to 20-ish percent. I'll, real talk, I tip 20% when I tip. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And, why, why don't you just add, why don't you just raise the prices of your food and stop it? Well, that's what they were talking about doing. Even in Miami, they were saying, all right, maybe if we raise the price of the food versus adding in a mandatory higher tip, it's still you're gonna it's gonna be a push, but the it leaves a better taste in people's mouth. Like, okay, the burger used to be twenty five dollars, now it's twenty nine dollars. <laughs> twenty nine dollars for a burger, dude. There are you know how many restaurants I, around I here know, have a twenty nine dollar burger? No, it's insane. It and- sounds like it's, I, but that's that's the normal. God, I wanted to go get a salad at a restaurant the other day. Granted, it was a higher end restaurant. The salad twenty bucks was twenty two dollars. Twenty two dollars, and I don't even eat meat. It's not right. like it's a steak salad or a chicken salad or a right. salmon salad. It was just a salad. I had no meat on my salad. I had no cheese on my salad. No. I could go make the salad at home for six bucks. Wow, people are over it. Here's a mother that spoiled her son's proposal. Oh, I've seen so many of these. Some of them are really funny. The one lady was trying to take a photo of her best friend getting engaged and the the best friend doesn't know she's getting engaged and the fiance says, hey, you're going to stand over here with the camera. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to get down on one knee and you're going to capture everything. Oh, boy. Well, the lady was on the sand. It was on the beach. Bless her sweetheart. um, Was of the larger variety. Mm -hmm. And I guess she went to step backwards and stepped. You know how sand is kind of uneven? Yeah, yeah. Well, her knees buckled. And right as he went to get on one knee, she tumbles backwards and falls backwards. So now the camera's in the air. Her feet are up in the air. Oh, this is the lady taking the... This is the lady that's supposed to be taking the pictures. Oh, no. Thank goodness there was somebody else... Grabbed the camera. That was, like, farther away that was filming from far away. So they got... Not only did they get the engagement, but they get the lady behind her falling on her ass. Oh, I got to see that. Which was great. Um, here's a mother, though. She Listen was, to us. It's great. She busted her ass. It's, it's like America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah. I missed that show. No, but this mother was recording her son's special moment, and right when he's about to propose to his girlfriend, um, she accidentally, I guess she was trying to, I don't think she, this wasn't ill-willed, because some people will do things, and they don't realize they're doing, but she hit the- um, Filter and put a clown head on her. No, no, no. She hit the thing, I guess, a part on the phone when you're trying to make it- what am I trying to say? Make it the picture bigger. When, zoom I'm in like, to you, zoom yeah, in. You can't see me. I'm doing this with my fingers to yeah, Rick. She's and I'm doing like, this, what is a screen sign? Like, yeah, what so, is so, it? so to zoom in. What are, yeah, so she's trying to zoom in, but she hit the the little icon that t- flips the camera around. Oh, so it was her. So it was just her face. <laughs> oh, great. You can't wait to see the video. And so she said, Oh gosh, please tell me somebody else was taking another video, and thank goodness. Somebody was. I mean, she had one job, but yeah, so people were taking pity on her. Of course, they put it up on TikTok. It's funny because they did it like a split screen right. where you see the actual video and then you see mom trying to take the video. You see three minutes of her gums. <laughs> you just see her face. Bless her heart. Um, this is something that I don't know how I feel about. I want you tell me what you think. Oh, okay. 
you're already covering your face. No, because I already know what, what I'm going to say. Yeah. So Domino's, last week we talked about the emergency pizza. Do you remember that? Yep. So if you don't know what that is, Domino would allow you to order a pizza and then you'd get a free pizza that you could basically place on hold for a later date when you needed an emergency pizza. Maybe you're going through a breakup. Maybe people were coming over. You're having a movie night and you're like, oh gosh, I need to. Ha-. And then you could go cash in on your free pizza. Kind of like a pizza on hold. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're doing something a little extra. Domino's is giving away a limited number of free emergency pizzas for students that have loan payments. So if you have a student loan payment, Domino's will give you a free pizza. But if you've already paid off your loan or you paid off your college or you got a scholarship, screw you. Well, there's nothing inherently wrong with having a loan payment. I had one for, I don't know, 12 years and I paid it off. But the thing is, we're almost like encouraging the protesting of the student loan that you agreed to take out. Why wouldn't we, we should reward people for doing the right thing. So at the end of the student loan, Domino's pulls up and you get free pizza for, I don't know, a month, six months for paying off your student loan. Have you noticed, and I'm not trying to be catty, but I've just noticed more and more of it. And I caught myself the other day because I said, I feel like this is happening a lot. People are being rewarded for not doing the thing, the for right not thing. doing their job, for not doing the right thing. Right. And I feel like... Is it because I'm a parent? Is it because... I? But even if you're not a parent, I feel like you went to school at some point, even if it was when you were younger, and you know that if you aren't doing the right thing, you don't get the reward. I mean, it's basic. If you if you do good and you do what you're supposed to do, you get the good grade and you get the thing. If you don't... People are getting rewarded for, for not working. They're getting rewarded for not paying off bills. They're, I, I don't... I, I had don't a disturbing it. conversation with another business person yesterday about this very thing because we can't find a cook. Yeah. We literally, of all the problems you have with a small business, it's usually, you know, not enough money coming in, uh, everything's too expensive, and this and that and the other thing, the equipment keeps breaking. No, we can't find employees. So this other guy who employs salespeople, these aren't cooks, you don't have to mess yourself up with grease. Right. You know, you sell, you just go out and sell and you get a commission. Right. He can't find, he can't find salespeople. I'm, and I asked him, I said, Dude, everybody's having the same problem, just not restaurants. Where are the workers? I know there's still 350 million people in this country. Where is everybody? How are they living? Who's paying them? That's the big question when when you hear about people that aren't working. I mean, Smoke says it all the time. How are you surviving? What are you living off of? Where are they? Not only that, where are they? Mm. And it's not like I get an overwhelming, you know, the fakey fake application to please the employment For people. the unemployment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't even get enough of those to say, oh, well, you know, they, they don't, and they, they do that. They're they, collecting and just applying so they can get the money. They make an appointment for an interview. They come in, they never have any intention of working, but they can say that they went on the interview and get their, you know, unemployment check. But yeah. it's not even that. We're not getting enough of that to justify that that's what it is. There's nobody. Where are they? If you're hiding right now in a tunnel system under the, <laughs> somewhere, will you please call and just say, hey, we're down here. <laughs> That way I'll feel better. At least I know I'm being, you know, screwed, but I know where you are. And, you know, it's not just the restaurant industry because it's really funny because in my, where I live, in my neighborhood, uh, our maintenance guy, who's awesome, is all by himself, right? And then he hired a new guy and we're like, oh, yeah, he's got somebody to help him finally because we got four buildings 
three floors, four buildings. One guy, right? And, you know, stuff happens. Air conditioners break, yeah. things flood, you know, so he's got to do it all by himself. And he goes, well, I got a guy coming in this week. And we're like, okay, good. Good for you. We're, we're, we're happy that you finally got somebody to help you out. Two days later, he's by himself. I'm like, where's the new guy? And he's like, oh, he never showed up. There, that's exactly okay. what's going on with everyone. Then they hired somebody else. And they hire a guy, and he works for a day, and he quits. Then, and it's not like this guy's a difficult person to work with. He's like the greatest guy. Then they hire somebody else who got fired a week in because they found him sleeping in somebody's closet. I'm like, what's no, going? No, it's, it's, what's okay, happening? Okay, okay, I'm going to pile on here because this happens more than anything else. And, and granted, it's the restaurant business, but we'll get somebody that'll interview well. And as they're walking out the door, another employee will come up and go, you know, she's uh, been arrested six times for meth and, and salt. What? I was, like, I was like, what? Why did you say something? <laughs> but this is, it's, it's, it's one after another after another. Everybody's just totally human debris. I don't know. Those understand. are the ones that show up. Is, it's not the pay, right? No, it's the, the society is crumbling under our feet. Do you think they've just given up? Just Dude, said, I told What's you. it worth? I, why, why bother? But you're, no, if no. you're not making money, then how are you getting money to pay for your stuff? Like, if I walked out right now and quit this job, I don't have any money to pay for my stuff. Oh, well, they buy drugs. There's, I'll never oh. forget, we hired this one waitress. The day she started, she, what would you know? You know the one, the drunk. Uh huh. But yeah. this is before the drunk. Okay. The day she started was a Saturday. Qualified waitress. I, I'm on the counter. She's by the cash register, standing at the cash register with her finger on the screen. Uh huh. I'm thinking she's ringing somebody up. She's a little confused first day, probably trying to figure it out. No, she's not moving. She's literally not moving. Her finger's on the screen. She's standing up, her head down, looking at the screen. Her eyes are fixated on the screen. And then after a while, I'm like, that's not a mannequin. And I go over, and I'm like looking at her. She's completely frozen. I said, what's going on here? And then she looks at me with her zombie eyes. And oh, I was said, she high? I think, oh, gonzo. No. Gonzo. She just served one table. Done. But that's happening over and over and over again. Oh, my gosh. Remember the good one we got? Yeah. Great waitress. Great. Killed what it. What happened? People loved her. She was there a day. She was going in the back and taking a bottle of Jack Daniels out of the back of the toilet and just no! chugging it. What's happening? They said, you smell like a refinery. You yeah. need to leave. No, no. It's, it's, it, I'm telling you, there's something really bad going on. It's, it's mesmerizing. It's, it's, it's crazy. Speaking of the restaurant, did you hear about this? You said you've heard of this before. Do you know what dishwasher salmon is? Yeah. So there is- Comes out really moist. I feel like this has <laughs> happened before, but this lady's on TikTok, <clears throat> and she was talking about how- Now, nothing else is in the dishwasher, but she wraps her salmon in foil with lemon and puts it in the dishwasher yeah. and turns it on, and I guess because of the steam- Yep, the steam. It cooks the, uh, it the, the comes salmon. It comes out incredible. People are having mixed reviews. Perfect salmon every time in your dishwasher. No. No. Yes. We have too much technology to be doing this to ourselves, Sandra. This can't, this can't be real. Uh, this has to be some bored, drunk housewife that is like, how can I get my engagement up? Nobody cares about me dancing to, I know, let me, let me pretend that I'm cooking salmon in my dishwasher. No, she's not pretending. You can do it. And it actually comes out really good. No, Sandra. Settle down, Sandra. No. I didn't, I didn't watch this whole video. I saw it immediately and I was just like, absolutely not. But I hope to God she threw in a cascade pod just for that seasoning. You know what I mean? What the f*** are we doing? <laughs> We're making really moist salmon. It's delicious. Did, I can't even believe it. I've never, I've never had it before. Yeah. Um, I don't particularly love salmon, but I, could you do that with other things and cook other things in the dishwasher? Absolutely. 
The Colonel's back with my new dishwasher cooked bucket. Big meaty pieces of chicken that have been cooked in the dishwasher. Why? Because I'm the Colonel and what I say goes. Welcome. Can I take your order? Uh, yeah. I'll have a 10-piece dishwasher cooked breast and thigh bucket. And can I get some extra cascade sauce? Oh, you'd better believe it. And can I get no rinse cycle on the mashed potatoes, please? Absolutely. And what to drink? Soapy water, please. You've got it. The Colonel's new dishwasher cooked bucket. Try it today. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> well, what you want to go and do a stupid thing like that for anyway? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Mm, yeah, Smokestack is out today. He's rolling around in the mud somewhere watching some no-name band. So. Every single year. Yep. Every year it happens. Right at this time. North Carolina man kicked off his shoes over a decade ago, never put them back on. Robin Greenfield says he hasn't worn shoes since 2011, and that includes while doing everything from hiking to grocery shopping to lawn mowing. 37-year-old says he was inspired to live the shoeless life when he went on a school trip to New Zealand in 2008 and noticed the group leaders going barefoot. Greenfield says the only times he ever done puts on a pair of uh, shoes is in bad weather or in places that require them, but otherwise... For me, no shoes. No shoes for you. I feel like that's me. I never want to wear shoes. Yeah, I don't wear them either. It's fun going down the driveway this time of year because that's all those little nuts are falling with the little pointy sides. No, not that. That hurts, man. <laughs> but I still go down there and kind of look down and try to step in between the nuts. That's what, that's she, what said. she said. <laughs> all right. Okay. Taco Bell. This is, this is in Howard County. This is bizarre. Yeah, town called Kokomo. Is oh, it, is way this? down in Kokomo. I don't think it's the same Kokomo. Aruba and Jamaica. I don't even know where Howard County is. Ooh, I want to take you. Anyway, the Howard County Health Department has shown up at Taco Bell because of a report there was a hairdo happening in the kitchen. That's right. Um, this girl, Jennifer Leaguer, um, got it on video. Here's what she had to say. I was just really shocked to look back and see someone cutting hair in a kitchen i've never i've never experienced anything like that i also feel like i did the right thing so if this is what it takes to do the right thing then so be it i'll find another job yeah she worked at taco bell of sycamore in kokomo for about a month before the incident happened uh she has worked in the fast food industry for 10 years leaguer said the haircut happened tuesday morning as the crew was getting ready for lunch the employee getting the haircut had a trash bag draped around her lap, and, you know, to keep the hair from falling in her clothing. Leaguer said the haircut was happening in the kitchen just feet away from where you make the food. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you ever notice that's why people with longer hair or facial hair have to wear hairnets? Uh-huh. So you don't get the hair in the food. It's unsanitary. <clears throat> yeah, but that just seems to bypass some people. God, every time I read a story like this, the less and less I want to go out to eat. Yeah, not only that, but I, the, uh, how am I trying to say? The politics, the red tape involved in some companies irritate me like she gets fired for taking the video right like you oh you took the video of the bad thing that's happening let's not worry about punishing the people that are actually doing the bad thing yeah let's punish the person that called out the bad thing yeah she uh gave the video to some of her friends and one of her friends posted it on social that's when taco bell saw it then she gets fired and then after she got fired she did the right thing again yep she posted it herself she was like okay then i'll just let everybody see the gross stuff you're doing in your store boom Way to go, Taco Corporate. All right, this has happened before, but hey, what are you going to do? People get creative. They don't want to pay the HOV. They don't want to pay extra to go on the HOV lanes. So this guy was on the 405, Trooper Johnson. I could just see Trooper Johnson already. Crew cut, 
You know, stern face. Tiny little mustache. Yeah, well built from birth. Not one of those guys that work works out, but not, yeah. you know, he was born like that. The shorts are too tight, though, and the belt is really, really tight. And the back, the belt is so tight that it's it's become a tube. <laughs> so he spots a driver in the 405 with an eerie clown in the right seat in the passenger seat going down the HOV lane, obviously, trying to, you know. People used to do that all the time back home. They'd put, like, blow-up dolls and stuff. Yeah. In the bizarre incident, the motorist was stopped by Trooper Rick Johnson. I am about the law. Every morning I strap on a gun, pin on a badge, and become a lawman. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he says, hey, hey, he he got the Halloween thing. He thought that was pretty good. Love the Halloween vibe. However, I'm Trooper Johnson. And you will pay. Wow. Trooper Johnson's a little tightly wound. For your infraction. <laughs> right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. $186 later. No. Yeah. You can't laugh at it and be like, that's a good try. Don't do it again. Have no. a good day. And Trooper Johnson said, if you don't pay the first one, it's going to be $336. And then it'll be another $200. And it'll be $536. Why? Because I'm Trooper Johnson. Was he spitting the way you are right now? I imagine. <laughs> Have you been busted driving in the carpool lane with a scary dummy in the passenger seat? Then you need a lawyer who will get you out of this pickle. And the law offices of Jason, Freddy, and Chucky can help. Yes, whether you've been busted with a Jason Voorhees dummy, a Freddy Krueger dummy, or a Chucky dummy, we'll get you out of that ticket. What about a scary clown dummy? Yes, obviously, we can get you out of that ticket. What about a dummy that looks like the creepy girl from The Ring? I can't stress enough. Any scary dummy you've been busted with is not a problem. Yes, if you... What about a decapitated guy from one of the Saw movies? I'm not going to sit here and list all the possibilities, all right? I've got a life to live. Ooh, yikes. So if you've been busted in a carpool lane with a scary dummy in the passenger seat, call the law offices of Jason, Freddy, and Chucky, making the law work for you. Se habla espanol. Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I call that a lose, lose, lose. fun with a world gone crazy. And the update is brought to you by Farrah and Farrah. Lewiston, Maine. Mass shooting. 22 dead. 40 injured. Um, Maine public safety officer. Here he is. Mike Sinjuk. We have uh, literally hundreds of police officers working around the state of Maine uh, to investigate this case. To locate Mr. Card, who again is a person of interest and a person of interest only. And we'll continue to gather information so that we can bring uh, the suspect to justice. Can you describe him? Police are currently searching for Robert R. Card, 4-4-1983 of Bowdoin. Card is considered armed and dangerous. He is a person of interest, however. Yeah, yeah, we get and that. And that's what we'll uh, label him at uh, moving it, it forward. Like the rock why why is that damn. person of interest thing always in there? I don't get that. Is that a legality? I don't Maybe. know. Maybe. All right, so anyway, uh, he's believed to be uh, the Army Reserve, be uh, stationed at the Army Reserve. Okay, start over, Rick. Take two. <clears throat> he is believed to be in the Army Reserve, stationed at Saco, Maine, according to the bulletin. Card also recently reported mental he- health issues include hearing voices, allegedly made threats to shoot up the National Guard base in Maine while in it. Oh. According to the bulletin, which cited law enforcement uh, commenting on his mental health, he was committed to a mental health facility two weeks over the summer. Oh, okay. My question here is, obviously, probably the same question you got. Why is this guy still in the, or was, in the Army Reserve? Why is he allowed to have weapons, and didn't anybody notice? He shot up a bar and a 
bowling alley. I feel like there's always signs that we're just not catching. Yeah. And it just, you know, of course, this is all we looked at. I'm kind of curious, though. There's something here that just, it's not getting much coverage. They're, they're doing the story, but it doesn't seem like it's getting the coverage it would normally get for a mass shooting. I don't know why. I'm not, I'm not leading you anywhere. I don't know. Okay. Don't you think? I mean, it's kind of, it's on, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's not the fervor of like mass shooting with the big bulletin and the, something's not, something's. I mean, I've seen is it, it a because, couple of times. Is it because it's obvious it's a mental health issue, not white supremacy? Is that what it is? Is that maybe what they're... I'm sure they'll try to make it that Now I, I am know. leading you. Yeah. <laughs> but it just strikes me as weird. Yeah. Well, maybe because the lead story that was on there today. Do you remember the shooting downtown two years ago where on the cameras didn't night? Where the cameras didn't work? Yeah. Someone shot and it was like, oh, everyone had cell phones. Nobody caught who this person was that shot into the crowd. Everybody went running. None of the cameras downtown worked. It was Halloween night. October 31st, but over into November 1st. It was like 1 in the morning. Do you remember that? Yep. They arrested somebody. Really? Two years later, they finally found out who it was. Was it two years? It was in 2021. It's twenty. Oh, my God. It's been two years? I know. Uh, Antonio Terrell Jones Jr., 20 years old, arrested on October the 25th. This was yesterday. Charged with attempted second-degree murder with a firearm. Aggravated battery with a firearm on three counts. Discharging a firearm in public on five counts and carrying a concealed firearm. Two years. He was just roaming free. They got him. Wow. All right. We have a new speaker of the house. Mike Johnson. Yeah, exactly. Mike Johnson. I have no idea. It sounds made up, doesn't it? <laughs> he he makes me feel uncomfortable. He seems like uh, one Why? of those. Well, I mean, I might like the guy. I'm not, hey, I'm not casting any judgment on him. He hasn't done anything yet. Uh, I don't know what his beliefs are. I know a couple things about him. He's a Trump supporter. Of course, that's going to make the media go nuts today. I hate him. He's also a, being a Trump supporter. You know, it, it, it's implied that he was an election denier. We don't have any real evidence other than he said he thinks there was some stuff up in the election. I don't know. I don't know the guy at all. However, today, the DNC and the Democrat media, which is pretty much all the media, will take aim at the newly elected House Speaker. Uh-huh. They're already saying stuff like, uh, you know, MAGA, Republican extremist, um, extreme nationwide supporter of abortion bans. Uh, let's see what else. They're going to tag him with just about everything they possibly can. For what reason? I don't know. They say he's a carbon copy of MAGA extremism. This is all just garbage. So anyway, there's an ABC reporter. Yeah. And when I tell you this, I'm not making stuff up. I'm giving you fact. 92% of journalistic in, journalist of uh, news organizations in this country are populated employees Anchors, reporters are Democrats. Look at George Stephanopoulos. He has he should not be the anchor of Good Morning America. He should not be doing that. He was Hillary Clinton's actually was a Bill or Hillary uh, campaign manager. He's a but his dream has always been to be a reporter, Rick. Democrat. That's why he's so. Not only is he completely biased. He doesn't even watch the stories that contradict the stories he's doing. So he has no, no. idea. So when somebody says to him something like, uh, you know, this happened, he and it's, you know, it's a Republican saying it, he'll go, that didn't happen. I didn't see that. Well, no, you didn't because you don't watch anything but your own self. Mm. Probably goes home and watches videos of himself. I guarantee it. God, I look good. Don't I look good? Makes notes. Critiques himself. So an ABC News reporter, right after Mike Johnson was elected House Speaker, was totally clowned. I love this. This is great. Ready? Yep. She asked if he was an election denier and how they're going to deal with it. Mr. Johnson, you helped lead the efforts to overturn the 2020 election results. Oh, 
that's how you deal with people like that. She said, how are you going to deal with the fact that he's an election denier? And they said, ah, next question. Blah. Uh, There's an 80-year-old uh, politician in there. Uh, I don't know her name. Let me see. Uh, Representative Virginia Fox. She's 80 years old. And if you listen real close, when she asked the questions, how are you going to deal with the election denier, the 19-year-old journalist Cub said. And this 80-year-old in the background is going, shut up. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> You hear it? She goes, shut <laughs> I love it. This is great. <laughs> shut up. You just need someone going, boo. Oh, that's great. Now, the funny thing is, is, is uh, how stupid are you? How many, I mean, even if you believe that, you know, uh, whatever, whatever you believe about the 2020 election, how stupid are you to point out election deniers in somebody else's party in the other party when you yourself have the biggest election denier in your own party? You can run the best campaign and you can have the election stolen from you. I know that he knows that this wasn't on the level. It's Hillary. I mean, how do you go out there and call somebody? How are you going to deal with the fact that Mike Johnson's an election denier? How are you going to do that? Because that's, that's unbelievable. Anybody would think that an election was rigged. Elections are not rigged, except for, of course. You can run the best campaign <laughs> and you can have the election stolen from you. How about, oh, how about Stacey Abrams in Georgia? I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won. But I didn't lose. I got the votes. But we won't know exactly how many because of how they cheated. I did win my election. I just didn't get to have the job. We were robbed of an election. Just using the word rigged, using the word steal. Do you think it's dangerous going into 2020? I, I don't because. Yeah, Stacey Abrams, election denier. That's never brought up either. She still thinks she's the governor of Georgia. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insanity. Then you got John King on CNN. God, CNN, man. It's unwatchable. Oh. CNN, John King, he's on there. He's mad because the reporter at ABC got dumbassed by the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and the fact that one Congresswoman Fox said, shut up. <laughs> right. Yes. Shut up. It, yes. It's, it's anti-democratic. Yes. They are anti-democratic. They- They're anti-democratic because everybody laughed at the ABC reporter for asking a stupid question. Nobody, hey, you can ask whatever you want. Right. You know, nobody's faulting her for asking a question, but she's a dumbass. They, they simply are. That's a fact. Uh, and they're anti-free speech. They're anti-quest. They don't like questions that they don't like. Uh, welcome to America. That's the great charm of the American experiment uh, that we ask questions, that people get to ask these questions. John King. Boy, man, I can't wait to watch it next show. You're just genius, aren't you? <laughs> Tel Aviv. In the weeks leading up to the Hamas October 7th attack on this Israel, hundreds of Palestinian Islamist militant groups fighters received special combat training. All right. Now, do you remember two weeks ago, just three days after this all happened, Joe Biden got out there and said, well, he didn't even mention Iran. He mm-hmm. says, and then somebody asked. Because hey, he wouldn't answer it. Wasn't Iran behind this thing? Didn't they train them? Didn't the money that you sent the $6 billion get filtered or used or maybe the anticipation of that money being there, they mm-hmm. spent their own money till they could get the $6 billion? No, Iran had nothing to do with it. Well, guess what? What? Now it's been confirmed. Iran not only had everything to do with it, they specialized. In, they uh, they did the special combat training for the last two years. Yep. What? Intelligence now uh, sheds a light on the fact that Iran trained roughly 500 militants from Hamas and an allied group for the attack on Israel. 
This has been ongoing for two years, an operation that was done in Iran. Senior Palestine officials and Iranian Brigadier General Ismail Kwani and the head of the Quds Force was attending these training sessions where more 1,400 people died in Israel because of this, and Iran was behind it. Now we got Yemen and Iran and other people backed by Iran shooting missiles at our ships, and we're not doing anything about it except knocking the missiles down. And then Biden is calling Netanyahu and saying, hey, take it easy. Back off. Don't go in there yet. What is going on? Can I ask you a question? What? Just as a personal opinion. Do you think, because I know a lot of people will message us and you'll see things on social media and you'll hear things on the news. What, how do you think this is going to affect, I mean, it's going to affect, so how do you think it's going to affect America? And do you think anything's going to happen here as far as like a, anything breaking out here in our country? Yeah. Because I, I think people are nervous. I think people are getting legitimately ner- nervous. I'm nervous. All my, all my guns are loaded and ready. I mean, not that I can do anything, but I mean... Yeah, I'm nervous. We got it. We got, have you looked around? What's going on? The anti-Semitism. We have thousands upon thousands, if not millions, of people in this country that's siding with a terrorist group that just beheaded babies, burned people in their cars, killed 400 Israelis, and it, yeah, and they're all coming in through the southern border, and the border's still open. There's ten thousand people coming across that border on the average every day. And I don't know if you've noticed, a lot of them are young military age men from all different countries. Yeah. And now and they're not here to fight for us. No, we don't know who's in here. We have no idea. And you know what? Less than 40% of the people coming across the border are of Latin descent or, or Latin. Less than 40, you said. Less than 40%. Where are they from? China, Russia, Iran, you letting it. everybody in. Just everyone that hates us. Come on in. There's a hell of a ton of Venezuelans coming over here. You can understand why. I get Venezuela's that. Venezuela's been ruined. It's a communist country now. But I mean, there's a lot of middle-aged, a middle-aged, 24-year-old, like Jill said, military-aged men coming across. And we don't know anything about them. We told you yesterday, 150 getaways. Yeah. 150 getaways this month. 150. Over yeah. the span of a year, we know we have 150 getaways that were, not getaways, that came through that uh, no, the Godaways that were on the terrorist watch list, and that's just the ones we know about. Yeah, but John Kirby got out there yesterday and was asked if he if you were to give Biden a grade on how he's doing with everything, what do you, would you give him? Well, <laughs> he's balancing it well. He's doing, he's doing it. I mean, uh, if you want to give him a you know report card, A plus. I mean, it, it, the, the, he's commander in chief. That never stops, and the and the and the and the duties and responsibilities are literally global. I mean, we are one nation that has truly global responsibilities, and he's managing it all. Yeah, he never stops. Never, never, never. But I'm going to go to bed. Okay. Well, I know. Go t- go lay down. All right, quietly in the middle of the night. Do we need some tension music? I feel like you do. I don't know if all I got is scary. Well, go with it. Maybe it's more tense than it is scary. Okay, here we go. Quietly in the middle of the night, the largest corporations in America that gave Black Lives Matter the uh, criminal enterprise that stole millions and millions and millions of dollars on the back of black people. That's right, that that organization. Coca-Cola and other companies have quietly taken down their support of the organization Black Lives Matter. That's right, some of them were linked to the Black Lives Matter website. But recently, Black Lives Matter you know, made sure that they knew that everybody that goes to their website knew that they side with Hamas. So Coca-Cola, it's been two weeks. 
It's been two weeks. You think in the first day they would have taken it down. No, they had a way. The fact that they gave them millions and millions and millions of dollars that who knows where, well, we know where it went. Pat Collier is the former partner and founder of Black Lives Matter. Bought herself a few houses. Yeah. Where'd all that money go, huh? Yeah, so Coca-Cola has taken down and deleted support for BLM. And the other companies unnamed at the moment, I can guess who they are. I mean, you know who they are. The other big ones. Mm-hmm. You know, remember, because as soon as Black Lives Matter popped up, no, ma- it's just like it's just like the uh, George Floyd case that is going to be reopened again that I just spoke of earlier. You know, uh, everybody, nobody vetted anybody. They were like, oh, it says black in the title. Quick, give them money. Yeah. Don't leave us alone. <laughs> well, it's just a, it's not even genuine. It's funny because if you look at the, if anybody took a screenshot, they did, this people who are reporting the story, they took a screenshot of the Coca-Cola, at Coca-Cola's website before BLM supported Hamas or showed that they did. Yeah. Um, and you could see on the Coca-Cola website, the first few days when Hamas attacked Israel, you could see the parachuting in picture, the one that, you know, of the Hamas people parachuting uh-huh. in to kill the innocent people at that music festival. That was on the Coca-Cola website through the Hamas website because it was it was a it was a picture in picture kind of thing. Yeah. I know that's old school, but you know what I mean. You could see the BLM front page right there. And remember that was a big deal because even like Harvey and his co-host on TMZ, remember they had to they stopped everything and they were like going crazy about that how BLM could support Hamas and it, it, it was unbelievable. And that this was the Chicago branch of BLM, so they wanted to make that clear. But then when they reached out to the national BLM, they wouldn't condemn the Chicago branch of BLM. But I think it's funny that Coca-Cola in the middle of the night was like, shh, don't tell anyone we're going to take it down. Here's some comments. This was posted on uh, on Facebook. Let's see here. It says, uh, one screenshot of the Coca-Cola website before BLM supported Hamas parachuting into a concert to kill Israeli civilians. The other is from this morning. Almost two weeks after the attack in Israel, and it's still up. And, of course, Coca-Cola took it down yesterday, and people are demanding an apology regardless of whether it's down or not. Mm. They haven't given an apology yet. So, uh, other comments right here. This is just uh, four days ago. They they paid support. They paid support to BLM for a reason. Did you know that Coca-Cola paid the NAACP millions of dollars for the NAACP to call parents who are concerned about their kids ingesting 100 times more sugar than they did 100 years ago racist and to shut down all debate on the matter? (laughs) Wow. Here's another one. This is not very surprising from a company that tells people to be less white. Do you remember that two years ago? No, they they did. They had, it was their training, right? One of their training videos? One of their training videos. Try to be less white. <laughs> I know that you can totally control that, but just try to be less white. All right. Let's talk about a black hero. Shaft. Richard Roundtree has passed away at 81. This is sad. Oh. Who is a man that would risk his neck for his brother, man? Shaft. Damn right. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I love this line in this song. Here it comes. Who's the cat that woke up out when there's danger all about? Chef! Right on. Right on. They say this cat Shaft is a bad mother. I'm done by Shaft. This guy Shaft is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. That's the best. Oh, this is really sad. I used to watch Shaft all the time. Of course, now I can continually watch the movie Black Dynamite. 
I just got one thing to lay on you cats and then I'll split. That I am declaring war on anybody who sells drugs in our community. But Black Dynamite, I sell drugs in the community. Well, be that as it may, if I catch you, I will not consider you a brother or a friend. Now, can you dig it? <laughs> you got to see that movie, Black Dynamite. Is Cap- that must be a guy thing. Is it a guy thing? I don't know. Captain Kangaroo's in it. So, so uh, Black Dynamite right there, he's like the shaft. He walks in this room, a den of iniquity. It's all the uh, drug dealers and everything. Right. And pimps and, and hookers. And in, when they pan the room and you see all the drug dealers and they're all dressed up and the pimps all dressed up. And then the last person in the thing surrounded by strippers and hookers is Captain Kangaroo. It's an airplane for, it's a it's airplane shaft. I don't know what. So it's like a parody it. of a show. Oh, God, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, but it's gotcha. hysterical. It's so funny. There you go. Uh, let's see. Let's get to the... Uh... Oh, did you hear about this guy? Which one? Busted into the Orlando CVS store. This is... Is this the guy that wanted all the... He wanted all the Viagra. <laughs> 23-year-old guy has been arrested after allegedly holding up a CVS pharmacy here in Orlando with a note threatening to shoot over several bottles of prescription drugs. He wanted the... Thomas... Muse was arrested and charged with trafficking hydrocodone, trafficking in oxycodone, possession of new drugs without a prescription, trafficking amphetamines, possession of alfrazolam. Isn't that an acid? I don't know. You want some acid-reducing pills? You got acid reflux? Come meet me in the alley. No, I don't know what that is, but um, yeah, yeah, he got, uh, he was arrested, uh, robbery with a deadly weapon. He was wearing a mask. Incident happened around 6 p.m. Friday at the CVS. What, you you couldn't wait till later? I mean, well, see, that's the, you guys, you robbers, you you bad people, you really need to get your S together. If you're going to do a robbery, right. you're going to wait till late at night, there's nobody around, it's dark out, they can't find you that easily. Wait, did, did you, he do this in the middle of the day? 6 p.m., sun's oh. still up, families are out. Everybody's people out, running pick, errands. Picking up their prescriptions. What are you doing? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, dumb criminals are fun. Uh, and then we got dumb elementary school parade organizers. Yeah, this was, remember you guys used to ask me because, uh, it's funny that you mentioned it because actually the, our neighborhood elementary school parade is today, but they don't. It's gotten weird when, when I was younger, we could dress up as whatever we wanted on Halloween. And we went and we did a parade where we walked around the whole school. And then when you went back inside, you did arts and crafts and you did made candy apples and you did the whole thing, right? Like that's what Halloween used to be at elementary school, which was many, many years ago. And <laughs> uh, my son, who is not in, mid- in elementary school anymore, but he... I remember on Halloween when I was first, you know, and he was my first child. And I'm like, oh, so what do we do? Do they dress him up? And oh, no, we can't dress up for Halloween. I'm like, what What do you, what, what, why, why? Well, we're going to do, they have what they call a, it's their way around dressing up. They have to make it something that is educational. Uh. So each classroom picks a book. And then they do a book parade, so they dress up as a character from the book. Or you could dress up as a character from any book you want. Now, now there's a book about every movie out there. So kids are like, hey, there's a Superman book. I could be Superman. So that's how they're getting around it because parents were complaining, and you have to sign a permission slip because some families don't believe in Halloween, whether it's their, because of their religion or what have you. But you have to sign a permission slip, and so they're not technically allowed to celebrate Halloween. But they do dress up, but there's like a workaround. 
I know they make it. Nothing's easy anymore. It's just like Christmas. You can't have like the baby Jesus. You can have look at oh, what Starbucks shut does. Up. They're like, well, we can't have the star. We can't have the thing. So we just have a red cup with a white stripe on it. So it's you know. Can we just? Can nothing's we, easy anymore. Me, just draw a line in the middle of the country. Send all these idiots to one side, and we'll stay on the other side. We're gonna have a lot of room for activities. Everyone's gonna be on the other side. Yeah, you don't like violence. We'll keep all the nukes in the military. You go on your other side. You go to <laughs> your squishy snowflake crap over there. <laughs> Superintendent, New York, uh, New Jersey school district canceled the official school-wide Halloween celebrations, including the parade, citing diversity, equity, and, and inclusion because it's just not right that you can dress up like Dracula. Stupid. I believe the snowflakes are our future. Protect them well from stuff that'll ruin their day. Yeah, Dr. Ronald J. Taylor, the superintendent of South Orange and Maplewood School District sent a letter to families October 6th explaining why any Halloween celebration in the district Don't hurt your hand again. will have to be held after school hours and not on the grounds of our school, which is committed to diversity, inclusion, and equity. Well, it's like that girl yesterday. The girl yesterday that was like, here's the Halloween costumes you can't dress up in. God. It's like enough already. (sighs) Dress up as whatever you want. Have fun. Just it's a lighthearted thing. All right. Well, let's do something for our real American douchebags. These people cancel parades. Real American douchebags. Today, we salute you, Grammar School Halloween Parade Organizer. Grammar School Halloween Parade Organizer. While we should be letting the kids have fun during their Halloween parades, in the name of inclusivity, you're all offended and you want to cancel the parade, you big giant snowflake ass. They suck the fun out of everything. Just let the kids dress up like vampires. They're not appropriating Transylvanian culture, no. So when you see all these Paw Patrols and princesses and... Barbie dolls walking down the Holiday Harvest Parade. Kudos to you, you big snowflake, for ruining the Grammar School Halloween Parade. A real American douchebag. Douche. The Sunny Update. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show, Helen Smokestack. All right, so I don't know if you heard about this girl that died after drinking the lemonade at Panera. Did you hear about this? Yeah, you told me earlier. So she went in. She had had a heart condition, I guess, since she was five years old. But sometimes they don't label. You know, they might have a cheeky name. I think this says uh, charged lemonade or whatever, and you don't realize that it's caffeinated. And she wound up dying. Listen to this. This is just a girl on the internet kind of commenting about what happened. All right. No one ever expects to die from drinking lemonade. Panera Bread is getting sued by a family of a UPenn student age 21 with a heart condition who died after drinking charged lemonade. Charged lemonade contains more caffeine than a Red Bull and a monster drink combined. Damn. Sarah Kratz died hours after she consumed a large charge lemonade from Panera. She suffered from a heart condition that she had had since she was five years old. Panera usually caters to young families and kids. And kids obviously shouldn't be drinking this stuff. Some people mistakenly drink these drinks, myself included, not knowing there's high levels of caffeine. Her family said that she was really vigilant about what she needed to do to keep herself safe when it came to her her heart disease. So they said there's no way she knew or believed there was that much caffeine in it, if any. And it says charged lemonade, but usually 
things like that will say contains caffeine or contains blah, blah, blah. And I don't know that it does. I haven't seen it. But I, it says charged lemonade, and then there's other flavors next to it. I think there's like a mango something or other. Um, but that's what she drank, a large one of those. And within hours, she went to cardiac arrest. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you figure companies like this, how how incredibly how incredibly focused they are on certain rules, like, you know, their DEI stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you must address people, they, them, all whatever their, you know, their obsession is at the moment but they would miss something this this dangerous that's that, that's if, if in fact there was no label but i want to see a picture of the yeah i do too i mean I, I know that there's one out there i gotta read i don't know about the fine print i know it says charged lemonade if it's that dangerous you would have to have well, a big sign that says contains copious amounts of caffeine well the other thing is it's out in the open where you go get your own drink it's not like behind the counter right. so even if you go get a coca-cola you can walk back up and get whatever you like if I would think if it was that dangerous, then it shouldn't be outward. Just anybody could have access to it. But, I mean, then again, so are Monster Energy drinks and Red Bulls. And if you go drink 10 of those, you die. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. It'll be interesting to follow this case, see what happens. That's unfortunate. Crazy. People always ask me that, too. Why don't I drink caffeine? Because I had a heart issue, so I stay away from caffeine. I, don't, I that love would, it. That would kill me right there. If it weren't for caffeine, there wouldn't be a program. I know. You're, you need all your caffeine. Because I flop over at, at 10 o'clock. And I used to drink coffee. I'm Italian, so we drink coffee after dinner. And yeah. caffeine never did anything to me. I could I could drink an espresso and go to sleep. It was, wasn't like it kept me up or kept me awake. And my husband's the same way. He could drink coffee at night and then go right to bed. It me does, too. It doesn't have an effect on him where it's like, oh, I had some caffeine, now I'm wide awake. But for some people, it does. Did you see that study yesterday? I didn't do it on the air because I just didn't get time. But was it, it was about a, caffeine or coffee? It was coffee. If you drink four cups or more of coffee, you have like a 40% chance of living longer than, I forget what it was, but it was a new study. How many people they ever, no, that's I read a study about that, but it was, and I know y'all make fun of this because everyone oh, thinks God. decaf coffee is gross, but it's because the cocoa, the coffee bean. Yeah. Is what's the the healthy for you? The yeah, it's bean got water. Anti, it's got antioxidants right. in it. But the caffeine is the part that's not the healthiest for you. Really? It's not necessarily unhealthy. If you're, uh, if, I like it. I know you do. I'm trying to find a story. Anyway, I'll get it for later. So, do you remember the story we did about the girl? Oh, darn it! I suck today. I had the audio for it, and I don't have it with me. Um, what? The girl that refused to get out of the car when she went on a date with a guy, and he took her to the Cheesecake Factory. Did Remember, we have this before? It, I don't know that I gave it to you. Oh. And and she was filming herself, like you do on a first date. That's weird in itself. But she's filming herself, and the guy's walking around to go open up her door. She won't unlock the door. She rolls down the window, and he's like, what are you filming? Like, why are you filming? She's like, this MFR rolled me up to a cheesecake factory. I ain't getting out of no damn car to get out to the cheesecake factory. Are you First kidding of me? all, bite your tongue. Cheesecake factory is awesome. No, it's expensive, too. Well- it turns out that she's s- not the only one that thinks that. What do you mean? And I don't think this is Cheesecake Factory specific, but there's more people out there that are saying, oh yeah, if a guy took me here on a first date, I wouldn't go. Who are you? Like, what are you just not going to get out of it? It's his car. Can he just toss you out of the car? Can he just leave you in there? I mean, Smokestack said last week, he's like, fine, stay in the car. I'll go inside you by myself. No, let, I, let yourself I would, I out. I let her stay in the car. Who knows what she does to the car? Right. Get get out. Go get an Uber. See you later. What do you mean? This isn't good enough. So I guess people, women, I'm going to say, put together a list of places that they refuse to go on a first date. Who and it put went this viral. together? This says a list of places that women refuse to go on. Well, I know. What women? That's what I'm asking. What, I don't have their the demographics. Women, the bitch consortium? What is this? Let's go with that. 
Okay. So uh, what I don't get, there's 28 things on this list, first of all. That seems excessive. Um, and I'm reading this list, and I'll, I'll fill you in on what's on the list. And I'm going, well, where, where is it that you want to go then? So here's a couple of places on the list. There's restaurants like Cheesecake Factory, Applebee's, Chili's, Chipotle, Olive Garden, Buffalo Wild Wings, Wingstop, Red Lobster, IHOP, Denny's, Starbucks. Red Lobster is where I take all my women. Right. Waffle House. Well, yeah, that I can understand. So these are all the restaurants on the list. Then it goes on. The movies, any fast food chain, okay, uh, the gym, church, who takes Starbucks. First, who takes a first date? Where are we going? We're going to Planet Workout. Fitness. Uh, Starbucks, any kind of coffee date, an ice cream date, a family function, no movies, somewhere that requires a long drive, bowling, no dancing at nightclubs, no hookah bars. No, no nightclubs night is the perfect place. No going to a bar just for drinks and no sporting events. Where the hell you want to go then, though? Oh, God, you got to talk to these women, see where they want to go. Because to me, a sporting event is a fun first date. Yeah. Uh, meeting up, at a, but hey, let's go here and have some cocktails, and if it turns into dinner, fine. Because that's an easy way. You have an easy out if you don't, if the date doesn't go well. Let's meet up for a drink. Okay, great. Or let's meet up for a cup of coffee if you don't drink. Because then if it's going well, you can always say, should we grab some dinner? If it's not, okay, thanks for the coffee. See you later. You have like a nice little easy out, right? I'm dying to find out where, where it's acceptable to go. I just, well, everything's on here. Everything. Everything's on here. I mean, IHOP. How dare you? <laughs> no family function. No movies. Yeah. No bowling. That's a fun date. Yeah. I don't. Uh, where are you supposed? Where are you supposed to go? Where are you supposed to go? Where'd you and Angie go on your first date? Out to eat? Uh, first date? No, her couch. Well. Yeah. <laughs> and then we went out to eat. Well later. then. <laughs> Alrighty. Hey, is, did you get this from another article? Is this part yeah, of? A, I, I'll find. Can you go back to the article and just see where they want to go? Okay, hold on. You Men to need right to now? know. You know, we need to know these things. What do you want? What do you it's want? It's not that simple. What do you see? Smoke's not here today, so we have to act out the parts he would play. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, here I found it right here. Um, viral place of list that women will not go. Got that? Um, it says a group of women. That's all it says. A group of women put together a list of 28 places that they don't want to go on a first date. Um, was that a gaggle or a flock? A dozen. <laughs> all right, we're not going to get and, the and, and guys are commenting. They're like, well, damn, where do you want to go? It's not that simple. I don't I don't even know. Uh, this. What's the bro Bible? I don't know what that I don't, is. I don't, I don't subscribe to it. Uh, you don't? No. Aren't you a bro, though? Yeah, but I don't have the Bible. Nobody brought it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who put it together. Get a load of this chick. So here's an Australian woman who was in the headlines. I saw her, I think it was two days ago. Uh, she slept with 300 people in one year. And then she said she was upset because she was ghosted by one of her regular hookups after he read about her sex life in the media. She's 26 years old. Um, and she was disappointed that he judged her for her lifestyle. Maybe. She said, I guess he saw all the news articles about me and he was one of her regular hookups. Uh-huh. And uh, she said he was really upset. She was on a podcast the other day. One of my regulars has ghosted me since seeing all these news articles about me. I guess he didn't know that I had a rotation and that he was one of my regulars. So, oopsies. So a concert now or what? <laughs> I don't know. How many people would you have slept with in that year? Yeah, give us some numbers. Uh, probably 300. 
<laughs> Jesus. In one year. In a day, five. In one day. In a day? I feel empowered afterwards. I feel good. Yeah. Like, sex makes me feel good. It's meant to make you feel good. Yeah. It's just fun. I don't know. It's exciting. It's messy. Yeah, okay. Five in a day, five different people. Okay, so even on... It's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I don't I don't want to do anything five times in a day. <laughs> that's a... That's ex- Am, am I crazy or is that excessive? I'm sure somebody's going to email no, me excessive. and call me approved, but that, that's excessive. That's a sex addiction, but the or, or she's working. I don't know if she, she's obviously- Are they paying her? Uh, they an, must be paying her. It doesn't say um, that she's an escort. But her uh, her question about the guy who dumped her, uh, he just doesn't want to be scratching his crotch every few minutes because he caught something. Yeah, I mean, I can't say that I blame him because if you have- Look, you're not- Some people are dumb. Not everybody's dumb. And if they're hooking up with you and it's just like- Every so often, and you call for like a booty call. I'm sure they know that there's probably other people that you call as well, but I don't think he is expected 300. <laughs> and can you blame the guy for being like, okay, you can be with 299. That's fine. I'll just bow out. Where does she find the time? Does she work? I don't know. I don't know. It's not stupid, never boring. Tupac's true crime stories. 30-year-old Rochester man is accused of something that, well, I don't think husbands should be accused of doing with their wives. He's a Mayo Clinic uh, pharmacist. Well, actually, his wife is the Mayo Clinic pharmacist. He is a Mayo Clinic doctor. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, Here's basically what happened. Betty is his wife. What is his name? Can't find his name. She's 32 years old. She actually died at the Mayo Clinic following a sudden onset of autoimmune and infectious illness, okay? By the way, his name is Connor Fitzgerald. Thank you. Oh, he's of the Fitzgeralds. The Fitzgerald Bowman family. Uh, While hospitalized, she was suffering some heart issues. She had some fluid buildup in her lungs. Uh She had uh, to have part of her colon removed. It was was really bad. She actually died of organ failure in the end. So the medical examiner's office is like, something's not right here. Like, she's perfectly healthy, and then all of a sudden... Organs start failing and she dies. Let's look into this a little bit. So uh, the people that were in the medical examiner's office told cops, yeah, Connor, her husband, used to be a doctor here. And he was actually pushing for the uh, cremation of her before the autopsy. He was like, she wants to be cremated. We got to hurry up and do this. He didn't want an autopsy to happen because Mm -mm. then that might lead to the fact that they are creeping up on some clues that maybe he had something to do with this. So they found it suspicious that he was like, no, we need to hurry up. We need to cremate the body. We need to cremate the body. And they're like, hold up, Connor Fitzpatrick, Gerald, sir. Bowman. Bowman. And so he was wanting to comment about the toxicology. He was very against it. He didn't want the report to come out. He didn't want it done. Um, so, of course, the death investigators, can you imagine? I'm a death investigator. Rick Stacy, death <laughs> investigator. investigator. They inquired about the scope of the timeline of this toxicology uh, analysis. So one of her friends, the wife's friends, told investigators that the husband believed she died from a rare heart condition. Um, and then this came out. He told one of his friends, why are you, why are you telling stuff? It's just going to lead right yeah. back to you. That he was set to collect $500,000 in life insurance from his oh, wife. Oh, God. So they were like, okay, so there's life insurance money. You're talking about the life insurance money to your friend, not the mourning of your wife that died. It's a, hey, I get $500,000. So investigators also spoke with a man who had been texting with Betty, his wife, in the days before her death. One night before her hospitalization, the man told Betty uh, that she texted 
that she was home drinking with her husband, and she started to feel sick. Apparently, he made a smoothie for her. Right. Brought it to her, and after she ate the smoothie is when she started not feeling well. Mm-hmm. Then they found out that her husband repeatedly was checking her health records between the dates that he gave her the smoothie and when she died. Really? And uh, the complaint states also that the detective got a search warrant for his work laptop where he... The doctor worked as a poison specialist, so he kind of oh, knew what he was doing. Great. Uh, he had a bunch of phone calls related to poison control, asking them a bunch of questions. Mm-hmm. So then it was determined, obviously, that he had poisoned her smoothie. He used an online tool um, on several occasions to convert her weight to milligrams to see how much it would take to actually kill her slowly right. over time. Wow. So her death was ruled a homicide on October 20th. They arrested him the same day. Um yeah, and then they found out that he had a bank deposit for $450,000. Oh, God. Tune in again for more Bad People Doing Crime Things with Jill Bucko. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. All right, uh, the uh, update is brought to you. Did I do everything right? Yeah, I did everything right. Uh, the update is brought to you by Fair and Fair. Okay, we have a new house speaker. His name is Mike Johnson. I don't know of this Mike Johnson. It sounds like a fake name, well, but I've, I've seen him, so I know I, I know now who he is. But I'm sure sometime this weekend there'll be some kind of like documentary. Coming soon, the one-on-one interview with the new house speaker, Mike Johnson. So first question, who are you? Mike Johnson. I see, and where are you from? Louisiana. Okay, and who are you again? Mike Johnson. First name Mike, last name Johnson. Right, and why <laughs> were you chosen to be the house speaker? Because I'm Mike Johnson. Yes. Yeah. But why wasn't anybody else chosen? Because they're not Mike Johnson okay. from Louisiana. What's your first order of business going to be? To let people know that I'm Mike Johnson from Louisiana. Then what? Um, Mike Johnson. The one-on-one <laughs> interview from the new house speaker, some guy named Mike Johnson. Don't miss it. Yeah, and he's already getting crap from the Democrats. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, oh, he's a MAGA Republican. He's a he's an election denier. He's awful. It's the end of democracy. Don't they realize after a while when you say things like end of democracy or, or about the climate change thing, end of the world's coming in two years. Okay, didn't happen. It's four years. Okay, we're it's eight years. It's gonna, we're going to die. Mm-hmm. Don't you know when you say that all the time, they used to be saying, what's the wolf thing with the kid? I don't know. Cry wolf. Cry, yeah. Yeah. It's, cry wolf. You know, you look stupid when you say stuff like that. So saying election denier, I mean, how many times, how many times... Because they're calling Mike Johnson an election denier. Because why? He, because he likes Trump? Is that he, why? Because he supports Trump, and I guess he was ah. supporting Trump during uh, the whole January 6th thing. So, uh, But, they, act, you know, what's funny is they act like nobody else is an election denier. I can point one out right now. I point it out every time. You can run the best campaign, and you can have the election stolen from you. There's one election denier, then there's Stacey Abrams in Georgia, who to this day says she's the governor of Georgia. I do have one very affirmative statement to make. We won, but I didn't lose. I got the votes. Yeah, she got the votes. Yeah, election denier. Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. there's another one. How about Elizabeth Warren, who backed Bernie Sa- I mean, I can go on and on about the election deniers on the left. Yeah. But it seems like they think we're so stupid. Yeah, I mean, of course they do. Do they not think there's an internet that we can no. look stuff up? Well, that's true. Most of us don't, but. All right, so Biden got what he wanted. He got Israel to want? He got Israel to delay the ground invasion of Gaza. This is going to be cold and 
perhaps you think it's just coming out of a political place, but I don't think so. Well, it is. It is political. That's the unfortunate part about this. I think, and I may be way out there, this may be tinfoil hat land, but I think the reason he really, you know, he's talking about, we got to delay it, take it easy, because, you know, yeah, so they attacked you and killed you and, and all that stuff, but may take it easy. I think this is time for Biden and the administration to buy some time to see how they could make this profitable for them in the election, which is coming up. Somehow they got to figure out a way to make this Biden's victory, not Netanyahu or Israel, yeah. which is which to me couldn't be is just as sick as the protesters parading out college campuses all over the country with their anti-Semitism. Because if you're using this for political purposes, you're a sick person. You really are. That's just me. That's that's all I'm thinking. Because I don't really honestly believe that Joe Biden, well, he's not even in charge. The people who prop him up and direct him and prepare him for the stage and the teleprompter. I think those people are trying to figure out how to make this politically profitable for him. Yeah. That's just me. Now, when the ground incursion, when the ground invasion does happen, according to General James Glenn, he's a three-star general, it's not going to be as easy as you think. Fallujah was bad, but this is going to be worse, according to him. Hamas, uh, more than likely, is is much more challenging than anything I saw with al-Qaeda or anything General wow. Glenn saw with ISIS. We also did not have to deal, neither one of us had to deal with hostages, at least on the scale that you're yeah. talking about here in terms of multinational operations. Yeah, this is not going to be fun. And the, uh, the tunnel system in Gaza is the most dangerous part of this invasion. Some... Not going to be pretty to look at, but we'll see what happens. And let's see if the United States or the Biden administration allows Israel to actually do what they need to do. Yeah. Because I think it's getting late now. Here's another uh, shocker for you. This should blow you away. Big surprise. Remember early on when October 7th happened, a couple of days later, uh, everybody kind of put two and two. Even the dumbest, most non-paying attention kind of person yeah. could figure it out. Yeah, we gave $6 billion to Iran. Whether they use that actual money or not is in question, but they knew they had it. They knew we couldn't take it back, so they used their money until they could cash the check that Biden sent to them. And I know it's not a check. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And Biden got out there and said, oh, no, Iran has nothing to do with it. How many officials came out? John Kirby. Yep. Oh, there's no connection. No, you guys are just making stuff up. Well, it's been two weeks, and guess what? Did they confirm it? For two years, Iran has been training all the 500 Hezbollah specialists that went in there and blew Israeli people away. Yeah. What? I mean, do we really have to? I mean, every time this kind of stuff happens, it's like, why do you even bother? Right. You know, it, it, it's, it's just, it's, it's commonplace. This is what they do. Yeah, so apparently uh, two years, for two years, Iran, on Iranian soil, have been training Islamic Jihad and Hamas 500 militants from Hamas on their soil for this inv for this attack they did October 7th on Israel, where 1,400 people, mostly civilians, were killed. How about that? Jeez. You ever get the feeling like uh, people who are leaders are not really looking out for us, they're looking out for just about everybody else? Yeah. Because, I mean, why would they give them... I mean, that money should never have been given for those hostages. And I thought... Didn't we... 
Weren't we going to freeze it and take it back? Did we not do that? Well, they they did that in the news, but I don't think it actually happened. Oh, well, after, that's nice. After that uh, news came out, just a day later, they said, well, technically, we can't take the money back. And I think Iran also backed that up by saying, you're not getting it back. And then Biden went to the beach. But I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. Hey, I have a question. What? I'm not being conspiratorial. This is just a real question I have. Whatever happened to the Biden impeachment inquiry that happened right before all this happened? It's still going on. What happened, it was put on hold while they had no speaker. Ah, but- so now they're going to get going with it? Yeah. Now, now to Mike Fisher. What's his name? Mike Johnson? Mike Johnson. Mark Johnson? Whatever his name is, yeah. yeah. Now, I'm, look, you know, I espouse a lot of political rhetoric here on the air, but I don't know the inner workings of stuff. I don't understand why they couldn't keep doing their jobs and put a temporary guy up there. What do they call it? The speaker pro tem? I mean, if you're out, it's say something happened to you. Would we just not be on the air? I mean, everyone's still business as usual, no? That's what I think, but I, you know, I can't speak to that because I don't know how that technically all works. But at the same time, we lost three weeks of going on with this investigation. Because there's a lot more out there. There's more stuff. And I bet you that's the other thing. They're trying to fill up the news gaps with all this crap that they're telling us about. You know, Joe Biden's doing a great job, this and this, and Israel's going to back down for a second. All this stuff is filler so as not to have the Biden criminal syndicate news out there. Yeah. Because there's a lot more new news about that. You'll hear about it in the next couple of weeks when the speaker gets going. So, all right. This is really strange. I don't know if you know who Travis King in, King is. He's the U.S. Army private. He was charged in South Korea with uh, all kinds of stuff. He oh. started a brawl in a bar, which was one of the minor offenses. Uh, then he beat the living hell out of a couple of soldier pals of his. Um, there was drugs involved. There was all kinds of stuff involved. And then for the, I guess, how long was it between... The time this happened and the time we found out what the real serious charge was. About three weeks, four weeks? It was... It's been about a month, right? It was a while. Okay. So if you don't know what happened, Travis King uh, was facing charges South Korea, joined up with a tour group on the demilitarized zone, and while he was on that tour group, obviously he planned this, he runs for the border to North Korea. They apprehend him. I'm surprised they didn't shoot his ass, but they apprehended him. (sighs) And he was taken in there, and I guess they had it with him and immediately expelled him. And he's back here in the States now, facing charges here. What happened? Well, apparently, after four weeks, we weren't told that the real charge he was escaping from was child pornography. Tons of it. Oh, my God. Now, here's the part I don't get. So he shows, on a, shows up at ABC News, the parents do, just a couple of days ago. Uh, let's see, Claudine Gates and Dan Janovic, Janovic, King's mother and stepfather. Uh, mother's black, father's white. I don't know if that's entering into any of this, but of course, on ABC News, they did a real sympathetic kind of like interview with them. Okay, child pornography, anything like that, I personally, I don't know how you feel, I personally, there's no more sympathy left. Nope. None. Nope. There's. I don't feel like there's rehabilitating from that. That's just me. Yeah, he beat the crap out of some of his pal soldiers. He started a bar brawl. That's all fine. I mean, it's not right, but I mean, that's not... He had child porn. Yeah, and no. all of a sudden, ABC steps up with this softball interview. Listen to this. How's this been for you, Claudine, as, as a mom? It put me in a very dark spot in my life. I had a nervous breakdown over it. Hardest thing you've ever had to do? Yes, yes. Now, you, I, obviously, I can't play you the whole interview here, but the approach was not, how do you feel about the fact that they found all this child pornography on him? No, the interview was, hey, 
you know, he's under a lot of pressure and he ran to North Korea. I don't care. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They did this softball interview and it goes on. They say physically King looks okay, but that his time in North Korea and why he went remain a mystery. Now that Travis has been charged, what what is your plan? To fight the charges and fight the charges hard. He has people that love him and are in his corner mm-hmm. and that are going to fight this all the way through with him. Wait, is this for the guy that was arrested for child porn? They love him and they're going to fight this with him? Is well, that's, that's you know, I understand. That's his parents. Of course they're going to. Yeah, but if your kid was into child porn, wouldn't you be like, yeah, this is a big deal? I mean, I, yeah, I love yeah. you. You're my son, but. But the thing is, in the interview, which they are leading, it's their, it's their anchor. Uh, he never, they never, she never, uh, was that Gail King? I'm not sure. She never uh, brought it up. She never brought up the child. It's like, Really? Is he a hero now because he ran into North Korea because he had child porn charges chasing him from the rear? It's really weird, man. I'm telling you, we live in it's a world now where everything that's wrong is right and right is wrong, and we approach yeah. it that way. And then we're, we're, for, we're they're trying to make us believe that they want to make you feel crazy for he's, thinking. Yeah, he's some kind of victim. It's weird. Mm. Just like this next story. This is really weird. All right. So, you ever seen the movie Contact with What's-Her-Face? Uh, Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. And wasn't, um, who's the handsome guy? Nick Lowe. He was on the news the other day. Who? Ah, what's his name? Mr. Texas, Mr. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. Was he in that movie? He was, yeah. the, he was the love interest, right? I... Jodie Foster. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that uh, kind of, you know. Anyway. What's it called? Contact? Contact. Yeah, it was uh, Matthew McConaughey yeah. and yeah. Jodie like... Foster. I know for most people, that's probably a very boring movie. I liked it. I liked that kind of stuff. You know, I like to believe there's something out there. It was slow. It was slow. But it was interesting. I get intrigued by that. You get excited about the subject matter. It kind of carries you through the slow parts of the movie, which was the beginning through the end. But anyway. (laughs) Astronomers have detected a mysterious blast of radio waves that have taken, get this. This is hard. This makes your brain hurt. It has taken 8 billion years to reach Earth. What? Eight billion years to reach Earth. So this, okay. The the fast radio burst is one of the most distant and energetic ever observed here on Earth. Earth. Fast radio bursts, much like the ones in the movie uh, with Jodie Foster. Do you remember what those uh, radio bursts were in the movie? What were they? They were a rebroadcast of a broadcast from Earth of Hitler at the Olympics. Whoa. You gotta see the movie. It's really I No, I've seen it, but I don't think I caught this stuff because it was a really long time ago. Yeah, when it's about 20, 30 minutes, maybe more than that, but an hour into the movie, you see that this was all about uh they were whatever it was that was broadcasting to us on Earth, the aliens or whatever, were rebroadcasting a broadcast of ours from okay. World War II. Yeah. Wow. So the burst is named, write this down because if you want to know what the burst is, you'll have to tune into FRB 2022610A. What the hell does that mean? I have no idea. Okay. That's what it says here. Um, it lasted less than a millisecond, but in the fraction of a moment, it released the equivalent. Ready for this? Again, mind-bending. It released in a microsecond the equivalent of our sun's energetic emissions over the course of 30 years. One millisecond microburst from this radio signal released the same energy of the emissions of the sun over 30 years. Jeez. That's just... I don't understand. That's crazy. Oh. That actually happened. It's kind of fascinating. It's very fascinating. What caused it? They don't know. Huh. 
Meta, Facebook, Instagram being sued by 42 attorney generals across the nation. Hear about this? Bipartisan, Democrats, Republicans, you name it. The bipartisan group of 42 attorneys suing Meta alleged features on Facebook and Instagram are addictive and are aimed at young children. Do you think that's true? You know what? I'm not a social media nut. I was at first, but I never got into it so much so. And, I, and my kids were too young. It was too long ago that they weren't they weren't hooked on that. They were hooked on video games. Do you think, well, that's my son. Do you think it's different? Because I have, all my friends have children and some have girls and some have boys. And I find, and, and maybe it's just my kid because I bribed him. I'm not above bribing my own kid. I won't let him on social media till he's 16. I agree. And I told him, uh, you'll get a great reward on your 16th birthday. Uh, but I'm not, no social, and he doesn't care. Like you said, he's into video games. I don't care. I don't need to be on Facebook, TikTok, whatever. But if my friends that have girls mm-hmm. that are his age, middle school girls, high school girls, no, in, no way in hell would they take that bribe. I have to have my phone. I have to be on social media. I have to post. I have to look. It has to be TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. It has to be everything. Even my son's age. Because I'll say, hey, do you, any girls you like? He'll go, the girls at my school are the worst. All they do is go on TikTok. <laughs> And that's what, that's what he said. They're all on social media. That's all they do. Their face is in their phone. So do you think there's like an addictive? Or oh, do you, absolutely. Or do you think it's just a need to be seen? Like, oh, uh, if I'm not seen constantly, then what does that mean about me? Well, I think the drive to get views and get likes, I think, is definitely uh, when, you're, when you're a kid, I'm sure it's the most important thing in your life to be liked. I mean, that's what you do when there wasn't social media. You yeah. want it to be liked popular. in school. You want it to be the popular kid. You want it to hang around the popular. If the popular, what your mother always say? They went jump Johnny off a bridge. jumps off a bridge, you're going to jump too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So my answer is yes. And I found myself too when you, you, you probably did this at one point. When I was in Facebook and Instagram or mostly Facebook and I would start something, I'd watch every minute of it. That's every- why you can't get involved in stuff. Like, you know how people want to go throw the grenade and then they want to go see the comments go back and yeah. forth? It will eat up your whole day. But you think it matters. And then you realize after a while when you grow up, you go, wait a minute. I don't know who these people are. It's not real. They're not real friends. These aren't real people. That you, They're people you don't know. No. Like the likes. I mean, some of the people you know, but people think that likes equal importance and validity in no. your life. And it doesn't. Chances of you even meeting anybody that posted against you on any of these social media sites is um, Twitter. 40% of the responses are robots. Yeah, that's Twitter's high with that, though. The bots are, are I feel like, a lot more on X than they are on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. And then one of the attorney generals goes on to say this is a tough time in America. Tennessee Attorney General Jonathan Skirmetti said at a press conference after the lawsuit was filed, we have polarization, the likes of which we haven't seen since the Civil War. And so for all the attorney generals from both parties, people who frequently disagree very vocally and very publicly to all come together and to move in on Facebook and Instagram, it means something is very, very wrong. Well, the other thing is, you know, Meta, we know that they gather information on us, but these kids under 13, it's kind of creepy when they're trying to gather information on kids under the age of 13. What are they wanting to do with that information? I believe that's against the law and they did it. Yep. That's why they're suing them. Yep. So we'll see what happens with that. Speaking of uh, social media, there's a TikToker out there. She's a big media influencer. I don't know what that means. I know what influencer means. They get paid to do some stuff. and Yeah, so she's got a big following, millions of people. Um, She was on another podcast. Uh, Her name's Alexandria Pierce. Okay, what's she do? Known as the Real HRH Collection. I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? I'm not as hip as most. Anyway, uh, she sat down with a podcaster, Sarah Frazier, and they talked about 
uh, why she had to move away from California. The influencer just moved out of California, and here's what she said. And, like, the, the woke leftist disgustingness that is ruining the state that no one will even talk about. We just, I had to get away from it. I had to. Like, there was no choice. Like, it's just, it's dangerous. Now, I thought when I saw that, I was like, eh, you know, she's not overly pretty or anything. She's just, she looks very normal, and she's that was cute. a pretty, you know, Standard statement. If you I guess got... HRH is her brand. She's a jewelry brand owner, so I don't know okay. if HRH is the collection is the name of her jewelry. Yeah. So the, I heard that, and then I was kind of like, well, let me see what else she has to say. So then the uh, interviewer asks Alexandria, "You will tell people if they're ugly. What can someone do if they're ugly?" I told. I've said this. I know I take it too long to respond, but I'm telling you, don't no. go to, don't go to college. I'm telling you right now, do not go to college. Take that money and go get plastic surgery. You will end up finding someone who loves you and like wants to be with you, and you will love yourself because you'll be. I never had any plastic surgery. I'm just born with a pretty face, but I'm not ugly. I'm not. I'm. I may be overweight, but I'm not ugly. That's what you should do. Do not go to college and become a woke loser. No man wants a woke woman. No Whoa. man is attracted to a woke ass woman. Go get your face fixed, get pretty, and you can get married. You'll be happy. Get married. Move out of the cities. That's the truth. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I was like, well, she's got a point, but at the same time, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. But then you're going to get feminists that are like, oh, you're saying I need a man to be something. That's what's going to happen. No, I know. I know. It's just, it's it was just a really weird, strange thing to say. I just thought it was weird, which I'm intrigued by. I'm like, I'll watch another clip of her from that podcast. Yeah. But that's social media there. All right. And finally, um, Trump in court. This is where Michael Cohen used to work with Trump. He was the fixer. He's an attorney. They're all attorneys except for Trump. Yeah. So uh, he turned on Trump. He lied to Congress. He ended up in prison. So he's a liar. But they put him on the witness stand. This is all about him valuating his properties higher than they should have been valued, so I he gotcha. could get more money from the banks. Which, by the way, he paid them all back. Mm. It's not no crime really happened. But this is part of the persecution of a you know political rival by the Biden administration. It's all part of it. All four indictments that are going on right now. Oh no, Trump did something wrong. Okay, fine. Calm down. <laughs> It's okay. <laughs> Go back to your keyboard. So they put Michael Cohen on the stand. This is their key witness. The guy that lied to Congress and got indicted and then convicted, who turned on Trump, gets put on the witness stand as a as the head. This is the big testimony right. against Trump. Because he's the guy who would have inflated Trump's valuations. Right. So he gets up there. So when he gets cross-examined, he gets up there and goes, yeah, you know, Donald Trump, bad guys. Yeah, he made me inflate the numbers. Oh, he turned on him. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. No, the, he was the key witness. He's the he's the oh, one that's he going to put Trump away. It's not going to put Trump away. This isn't a prison discussion. This is a civil trial. This is about money. Okay. Trump would have to pay two hundred forty, three hundred thousand dollars, not drop in the bucket for him. But anyway, he's on the stand, and the cross examination comes up, and he goes, "Well, we'd like to direct you to the screen." Where you said this about Trump a few years ago. And then they played in the part where Michael Cohen's gone there going, oh, Trump is the most incredible man ever. He's he's amazing. He's just, I think the world of him, I respect him as a businessman and I respect him as a boss. And that was from 2011, an ABC News article. Okay, well, how'd that change? And then, of course, there was another one in 2015 where Cohen also said, oh, his record of successes was proof of how great my boss, Mr. Trump, is, his, his character, his capabilities. They plain this in the courtroom. They Remember this, you know. That's funny. It's, it's, it's the prosecution's key witness. Oh, yeah. It, it, it just totally blew up on him. 
So now what? So then they re they re-asked him. They said, so were you directed to inflate Trump's valuations on his properties? And he said, um, well, <laughs> no. No way! <laughs> it, it, it's really funny to watch. I mean, I, I, I feel for, for... Didn't Trump walk out of the room or barge out of the room yeah, or something? Cohen was served with a subpoena Sunday to produce documents in the upcoming... This is dated story but uh yeah he stormed out of the room because i mean it's just the whole thing is a joke it's an absolute yeah. joke this is they're gonna throw anything they can at him the, the case that is most dangerous to him in i guess in in level of danger is is georgia's number one and i think the document case is number two georgia because it's a state court and you know you can't um what's that called uh pardon yourself okay in a state you know Action, but in Miami he could if he became president. And Miami, and Miami's like how many counts? It's like thirty-one counts. So that there's going to be a lot of places. If only one count falls not his way, yeah, there's going to be trouble for Donald Trump. But at, at the same time, if he becomes president, he can pardon himself there. George is the most dangerous case. This one is a joke, just like the other two that were brought by Alvin Bragg in New York. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, but he stormed out of court yesterday, just saying the whole thing is just turned into a big farce, and. He says, they're all a bunch of losers. You know, he comes out of the court and he does a little speech there. Yeah, yeah he said, they're all losers. Lo just total losers. Hi, folks. It's your favorite president, Donald Trump. Looking for the perfect last-minute Halloween costume? Then why not go as one of the losers from my trial? Come on down to the Trump Loser Halloween Costume Shop. I have so many costumes to choose from. Go as the Attorney General from New York. Yeah, I've got a costume of that loser at my store. Want to go as the loser judge? I've got that costume, too. Anything you can think of at the Trump Loser Halloween Costume Shop. I want to go as Michael Cohen. After he flipped on you. Loser. And I've got that costume, sure. My sister wants to be the court reporter. Double loser. And yes, I have that costume too. What a loser. Yay! The Trump Loser Halloween Costume Shop. Get your loser costume today, losers. The Sunny Update. <laughs> Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Crazy Talk brought to you by All Electric Services. So you have heard about this before. I think it's only been a handful of years. What are you doing? You've given me sound effects? You gave me the first story. It's spooky, right? It's not really spooky. Okay. It's about Halloween. I mean, I'll take it. I'll take a sound effect. It's all, all right. right, all right. It's a low-budget show. We don't get it that often. Um, people are signing the petition to try to move Halloween from the 31st. We've heard about this. I don't know that it's going to happen. I but like they, it. They want it to be the... Uh, Saturday before Halloween. Correct. They want it to be the last Saturday in October. I agree. I want the kids to come to the door. I don't want them to be rushed on a Tuesday night where they have to go to school. Yeah, it's a school thing. They have to... People have to go to work the next day. Yeah, I agree. Kids have to go to school the next day. Then you know how it goes if there's a, a costume that your kid has on that is extensive makeup, then they go to school and their face is all red and they right. still got some of the makeup on and right. all that. So people have been trying to sign a petition. This has been going on for a little while. Uh, Change.org petition. It's got 3,000 signatures. That Not that many. Um, but I don't know. Some people are kind of against it. They don't really feel Why? like... I don't know. I don't know if it's like tradition. Some people don't like change. We need strong leaders that say Halloween is on a Saturday before Halloween and we stay on daylight saving time. Yeah. Um, 
it's the Halloween and Costume Association also said they gained more support. So they have 157,000 signatures on their own. Um, the petition started in 2018, and they decided that there should be a National Trick or Treat Day. That's what they want to call it. If you don't like the word Halloween, you can make it a, no, a, a, a day where kids dress up and go get candy. It's on the last Saturday of October. No, no, I'm totally against that. Mm-mm, it's Halloween. The other option is that they said do the National Trick or Treat Day the last Saturday of October in addition to Halloween October 31st. I think that makes it just convoluted. Yeah, no, no. It's Halloween and sa- I'm okay with the Saturday. I'm, I'm running the show. That's Are it. you? I just declared myself king. It's all you. Yep. Yeah, it does become difficult because, like for instance, Halloween is next week. So now the kids don't get out of school. If you're in, Depending on what school your kid goes to or what uh, grade level. Like my son doesn't get out of school till 4 yeah. o'clock. Right, so it's after four o'clock now, and now they got to go home, get dressed, totally, then go out, and no. then they—it's every like you said, it's everything's rushed. No, and the important thing is that the Lululemon wearing uh, suburban women who take their kids from door to door, walking with their mimosas, uh, have more time that's to me drink. And I can't afford Lululemons. Bite your tongue. All right, your your Lala lemons from Walmart. <laughs> That, uh, I bought them off the street from and, the scalper. You walk around with your little drinky drink, and you're, you're going to be hung over the next day. So it's got to be Saturday. I agree with that one. Yeah, and it gets harder because now they, oh, I don't know, but you, my neighborhood is packed where you can barely walk down the sidewalk. So you're going really slow from house to house. There's mobs of people kind of place through the neighborhood. You live in. It's one of the number one places to trick or treat in the country. Well, yeah, they're giving people, out Rolexes. Well, people, people come in, they drive in. The traffic is unbelievable. People oh, drive yeah. in from other cities to come trick or treat in the neighborhood. You're telling me the poors come in? It's not the poors. It's just people because they like to trick or treat. Like I have a friend that was supposed to come trick or treating with us and she said she couldn't afford it. No, she goes, no, she lives in Markham Woods out in Longwood. She's fine. Markham Woods. She she said, I can't get there till six o'clock. I'm not going to come now because the traffic's going to be insane. She's like, I can't. can't, You just can't. So it's now, then there's me that has to get up at three o'clock in the morning the next day. Right. So it's a whole, I got to retire early and be like, you guys continue to have fun. I'm going to go back home. Halloween in Baldwin Park. Kids, how many of there are you? Four? Okay, get the four gold balls. Dude, when they pass out the candy bars, it's not just full-size candy bars. Some of them, it's the jumbo bar. And that's why kids love trick-or-treating. I bet. It's not my house. I live in a secure building. You can't even get upstairs. So... (laughs) That kind of sucks. I oh, well, you live in the pool section. <laughs> I live in the poorer section of, yes, I do. Yellow tape around your house so nobody would go up there because you can't afford. It's like beautiful, candy. beautiful, ill. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> That's L. where I live. Um, so I don't know if you heard about this. Riley Gaines has a promotion coming up. She does speeches. If you don't know who Riley Gaines is, you'll have to look her up. Um, so November 3rd, I guess she's going to be doing a speech, uh, speaking event at the University of California, Davis. And on its website, you know, if you buy tickets for certain events, uh, it depends on where you sell the tickets. She was trying to sell, or the, her people were trying to sell her tickets on Eventbrite. So she gets an email. You ready for this? Eventbrite informs Riley Gaines and her people that her event violates its terms of agreement. Riley Gaines, by the way, I'll give you a brief summary in case you're just in the dark about this. She's a female swimmer. She's a female swimmer that has won a bunch of awards, and she was beat out by... Leah Thomas. Larry, what's his name? So he's born male. Is male. Identifies as female. He's about seven foot four and has the wingspan of an eagle. Couldn't hack it in swimming with men, came in 400th, and I guess his retirement plan was to move on over to the female swimming and beat out all the women. So Riley Gaines and her 
some of her teammates go out and they do these speaking events about the safety and the integrity of women sports. In, in the locker room as well, because oh, he yeah. got to go in the locker room and swing his dong all over the place. And they were told just to deal with it. It's yeah. really funny, because we went from the Me Too movement, where if you're uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form, you should speak up, and we're going to be there for you to add eh, deal with it. Yeah, deal it, with it. And it happened in a matter of years. It was really interesting. Here's the email she got. We're reaching out regarding your event listing, Protecting Women's Sports with Riley Gaines. We've determined that your event is not permitted on the Eventbrite marketplace and violates our community guidelines in terms of service. It goes on and on and on talking about inciting violence, targeting individuals, hate speech, and things like that. However, if you scroll down a little bit on the Eventbrite listings... No, don't tell me. ...to a couple of other events... Don't tell me. They have pro-Hamas, the terrorist group, Listings available on Eventbrite. Uh, can please, what does Eventbrite do? Is there any way we can make them pay for this? They gave Riley a statement when they asked for one, and she said the leadership team at Eventbrite is steadfast that women should share their locker rooms with men who call themselves women. Is there any way we can, is there any way to, this is what we have to do. We, we have to take businesses like this and destroy them. We really do. I don't mean physically. I'm not calling for violence. I'm just saying you got to stop using, is this uh, Ticketmaster, who, who is their competition? Uh, well, I would think Ticketmaster would be their competition. Yeah, use their competition. Make sure they're not the same. That, that's a. How is this happening? That that a murdering terrorists are okay, but Riley Gaines, who speaks the truth, is not. Well, the owners of Eventbrite live in San Francisco, California. If that tells you anything. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. This is where I wish we would. They're bud- a husband and wife team. We need to Bud Light them. Yep. Bud Light them. But we don't have enough. See, that's the thing. We don't have enough. Because Bud Light really wasn't an organized boycott. It just happened. It just happened. This needs to, we need to have this the strong, we need to be able to call for something like, like the left does. Yeah. I don't I don't really believe in boycotts, but when it's something like this, my God, we lost our minds. And Eventbrite actually charges a fee per ticket along with the payment processing charges. Um, so if the ticket cost is, is free, then Eventbrite won't charge you a fee, but, um, yeah, go to Ticketmaster. Don't list your things on Eventbrite if you'd align with that. Go ahead. Unreal. So we are in the midst of having a lot of it. I don't know if you've checked into your streaming services lately, but because Halloween is next week, it's all horror movies and monster movies and horror movies. Oh, and I love it. I scary love it. I movies. Love it. I love it. So what do you think are some of the greatest horror movie villains? Shining. So the, oh. You, oh, you could. That's okay. Shout uh, it out. Villains? Shout it out. Jack Nicholson. So you think he's on the list? Let me see. I, oh, I, I got a whole be. list here. It's the number one horror movie ever. I think that goes under a thriller suspense movie rather than a no, horror it's movie. it's a horror movie. Do you think? What, what constitutes a horror movie? It's a horror movie. It's paranormal. It's Okay, you'll be happy to know he's on the list. He's not very high on the list, but he's on the list. <sighs> Whatever. This is a list of 20. He's number 17. Jill, put the list down. I'm not going <laughs> to hurt you. So he's number 17. Any other guesses? 17... Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger's number one. Oh, okay. Uh, 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 Mike Nicholson. What's his name? Michael Myers. Michael Myers. He's number two. Um, who else? Um, See, mine come in threes. When I think of Freddy Krueger, I think of Michael Myers. I think of Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees. Okay, he's number five. They should be one, two, and three, I feel. Yeah, I agree. What's um, Dracula's what? number six. Yeah. Ghostface from Scream is number seven. Yeah. Um, Reagan from The Exorcist. 
She's number nine. Uh, yeah, I Nor- guess. Here's one of my favorites, because I love Alfred Hitchcock movies. Uh, Norman Bates from Psycho. Oh, yeah. He's a great one. That should have been number one. John uh, John Kramer, also known as Jigsaw from the Saw movies. Yeah. Here's one that should have been higher, number 12. Uh, Dr. Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. Oh, God. Yeah, well, you see, are we talking about, like, great actors that... that- this just says That's, greatest horror movie villains of all time. It's not the person. It would yeah, be the it's character. Yeah, it's just the, the concept of the character, yeah. I guess you could put Saw in there, yeah. But, I mean, uh, if you're talking about people, The acting. The yeah. acting, the person that, that you know. I would agree with you that Jack Nicholson needed to oh, be way God. up there. And I would, Hannibal Lecter would qualify because yeah. that was, a, I thought that was a good piece of Pennywise acting. Pennywise from It. Yeah. Uh, Pinhead from Hellraiser. Yeah. I used to have nightmares about him. Yeah. Carrie from the movie Carrie. Megan. Did you ever see that movie, Megan? No. About the doll. She's like an actual, you know, we do funny stories about sex dolls all the time. She's not a sex doll, but she's a regular doll. But, How about, um, go ahead. And she winds up befriending this young kid, and people bully the kid, and then she murders everybody for him. It's pretty <laughs> What cool about movie. Firestar? Do you remember that horrible movie? With Drew Barrymore? Was it Drew Barrymore? Yeah. That's, and the Schlitz Mall Liquor Bowl was there, too? The Schlitz <laughs> Liquor Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was interesting. Remember when she was drinking a lot? Never mind. I don't remember. Oh, Drew Barrymore. Oh yeah. At a young age too. Do you ever watch an yeah, interview yeah. with her? Yes. It's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. It's really was, weird because her was... mom used to like bring her to the Playboy Mansion yeah. and bring her to like Studio Fifty Four when she was really young. And Johnny Carson and all these night show hosts make the jokes about her always appearing with the Schlitz malt liquor bowl. That's crazy. Um, Billy Joel has an exhibit opening up in a museum, which is really kind of odd and I look I love Billy Joel first right. concert I ever went to he's one of my all time favorite artists ever in the history I met him I don't want to hear it if he's mean no 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 Was he's he very, nice very extremely uncomfortably him and Janet Jackson extremely shy. uncomfortably shy yeah I've met Janet uh, tense uh, hands in the pocket uh, at least Janet put her arms around you but Billy Joel was almost like frightened to be around people really Was and how long ago was this oh uh, it was Forever the ago. Innocent Man tour. Okay, so I the reason I have another reason I have a deep love for Billy Joel, and it's just a personal thing, is uh, my uncle, one of my dad's brothers, mm-hmm. who I love dearly. He's the one that died last year. He looks identical to Billy Joel. Does I've he? always thought he looks just like big him. eyes, big bugged right. out eyes. Yeah. So that's why I always had this love for Billy Joel because he reminds me of my uncle. Right. Not to mention I love his music. I remember my dad came home one day and he's like, "I got his concert tickets." I was young. My brother was young. I think I was like ten. My brother might have been thirteen. We're going to go see Billy Joel. And we went as a family. Yeah. And his first concert I went to, I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So Billy Joel actually has this exhibit. I think it's in a Long Island museum. And it's a it's an exhibit dedicated to Billy Joel, the whole exhibit. Really? Um. So if you want to know if you were to go on this, mm-hmm. you know how sometimes you have a tour guide? Yep. Here's like kind of what it would be. Hey, welcome to the Billy Joel Museum. I'm your tour guide, Eddie. Okay, it's 9 a.m. on a Saturday. That's when the regular crowd shuffles in. Uh, My assistant is Brenda. Uh, She's an uptown girl, and she's got a way about her. (laughs) One day I should tell her about it. (sighs) Anyway, to your left is a photo of Billy's hero, John Lennon, because only the good die young. To your right is Billy's first piano. Excuse me. I'm a huge Billy Joel fan. That is not his first piano. Well, you may be right. I may be crazy. Next up, <laughs> Billy's latest music. It's a new sound, but funny 
it's still rock and roll to me. A quick reminder, after the tour, please visit the museum's Italian restaurant where you can get a bottle of red, bottle of white, all depends on your appetite. Uh-oh, I smell smoke. Did any of you start the fire? No, it was always burning since the world's been turning. Oh, you had to be a big shot, didn't you? Okay, group, we're moving out. Come on, we're moving out. Let's go, Mama Leo. I know, it's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Ready for some stupid news? You must think I'm stupid. Now, here's Rick Jill and Smokestack. All right, Halloween is a different kind of holiday in Ohio. A woman who says she's a vampire is involved here. Did you hear about this? I feel like this is the lady, like the other lady from last week that said she slept in a coffin. Yeah. Remember her? Yeah. This Halloween marks the two-year anniversary of an epiphany experienced by Helen Schweitzer. On the date in 2021, the Ohio woman was struck by her connection to vampirism. How does that happen? I, is this is she treating it like a religion? I don't know. Or? She says there's no turning back. She's 28 years old. She identifies as a vampire whose teeth are highlighted by fangs and whose typical makeup palette is dark and red lipstick and a phoenix eye punctuated by red, orange, and yellow coloring and a beak. What, what, what's so Phoenix Eye? I, I looked up here and I said, what is vampirism? It says, clinical vampirism is a mental illness characterized by an obsession with drinking one's own blood or blood of other humans. Um, mm-hmm. She wears a very white, stylish shirt. Doesn't Dracula do that too? Yeah, so like the, it's got the, the ruffles and stuff on yeah, it. Yeah, flowy sleeves and a black cape. So she is this a fancy way of dancing around the fact that she identifies as a vampire? Is that what it is? She does. What do you mean? She, they just—they just don't want to say she identifies. No, as a she vampire. says it. She says I identify oh, as a okay. vampire. She identifies as a vampire. Wah, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, it's my go-to look. She says from the time she was young, I've always been into vampires. I am a vampire. Okay. I mean, there. I feel like you could dress kind of gothy like a vampire without actually being one. No, yeah, no. she is. Remember, when somebody identifies as something, you have got to go along with their little delusion because that's what's required now. Okay. Anyway, there are different kind of vampires, she said. They can be lawyers or janitors as well as psychics and witches. Not every vampire is bad attacking people or offering human sacrifices. Some are good vampire. They follow a higher path. For the record, Schweitzer says, I'm not interested in sucking anyone's blood. Well, what good are you then as a vampire? <laughs> I, I ask you. you're not a vampire, huh? Not really. You're fake. Fakey fake fronter. Huh. Interesting. You know the video game Diablo 4? Yeah, I didn't know what this was. I asked my husband. Diablo 4 is a, uh, yeah, it's, apparently it's a video game. Uh, they're doing a sweepstakes. Okay, what are they doing? Uh, the Demon Dungeon Crawler announced on October 20th that for the next month, players can donate their actual blood in exchange for an in-game item, ultimately for the chance to win a liquid-cooled PC infused with more human blood. Whoa, the no. PC's infused with blood? No. Stop. It's the Blood Harvest developer Blizzard said in its reveal post, and it coincides with Diablo 4 season of blood update. You is got, that true? I'll is tell it, you what, man. I'm, I, I I think after after Pac-Man, I was done. It was too much for you? I was like, okay. Have no. you seen how, if you haven't played video games in a while, you see how real everything is now, right? The effects are oh, like, yeah. like, I came from the world of Donkey Kong and Pitfall yeah. and Pac-Man. It's, things are different now. Yeah, I got Call of Duty and I've had the whole series and I have uh, flight simulators out the wazoo. So I, I've, the, the, the quality of video cards and the games now are ridiculous, redunculous. <sighs> So wait till AI gets involved if it isn't already. I know that um, NVIDIA 
uh, video cards are involving AI somehow. I don't know how yet. I'm not, I'm not a gamer like Smokestack. Uh. I don't have a basement. You need to have a basement, a dark room. Um, I don't. Well, you need to cut yourself out from anybody else. You can't have any. Well, my son plays video games. We don't have a basement. No. What does he play though? He plays Fortnite. He plays Sea of Thieves. He plays Grand Theft Auto. Really? Don't at me. I know it's killing game. <laughs> Relax yourself. I wanted to veto it, but both my husband and his father allowed it, so I can't veto two people. Wow. So the goal is to harvest a total of 666 quarts of blood. Get it? 666. So a donor receives an in-game item based on collecting efforts as the puddle of blood tints the nation. Chrisman-coated cosmetics will be unlocked upon hitting 33. I don't know what they're talking about. I have no idea. So, so there's different things that you can purchase yeah, yeah, yeah. inside the video games. I get it. I get it. So, so basically, get, if you donate blood, it'll be like currency for you to buy things within the video game. And those donations are real, and the blood does go to people who need it. So oh, wait, so that's a good thing. But my question goes back to, are you really getting a PC that has real human blood in it? I, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I don't know. It says PC infused in more human blood. It says it right here. It's a... Personal computer infused with more human blood. The liquid cooling system. Maybe it's red dye. Maybe. What is, what is the blood? Remember we talked about this yesterday, that the uh, blood cells can carry memory in them. Yeah, somebody told me that that happened to them. After we did that story, I got a message from someone that said he had to take, I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was a blood transfusion or just he needed some blood. I don't know if it was a whole thing. But then he's all of a sudden after he got his blood transfusion, he can't stop sneezing. He's just like sneezing all the time. Well, that's a physiological reaction. But they were talking about stuff like, for instance, no. But he was thinking like, what if the person that gave me blood oh, was yeah, allergic yeah. to something specific that yeah, I was never that, allergic right. to before? You're right. Good point. No, I, the thing, the story yesterday was that if you in, get an infusion or transfusion of blood, if somebody, the, for instance, let's say it's somebody that loves steak and yeah. Jill hates steak, doesn't eat meat, right? But Jill gets a transfusion for whatever reason, and then I can't stop eating meat. Meat. You all of a sudden you love steak. That's so crazy to me because the cells carry the DNA, which carry memories the I, I don't know if it was a theory or it was a study that proved it I don't know but it was yesterday we told you that story so uh yeah so what if the uh cells in that personal computer all of a sudden have human memory and they start using the Taking device over your and then they, that's a horror movie right there write that r- down we can make, uh, right yeah call Stephen King right now <laughs> better than basket case. Finally, speaking of horror, the horror of political correctness and DEIs has gotten out of control and New Jersey school district canceled Halloween. I mean, it's just like, really, dudes? I, I, Can't do anything fun anymore, Rick. You know. It's October 2023. We have so many other things that are so important. You're still with this bull crap. Well, do you remember? Seriously? You remember, Richard, that they did the same thing with Christmas. Remember, you can't have can't have Jesus, you can't have a cross, you can't even have a star anymore. You just have to have the yeah. color red and the color green on the coffee cups. How dare you have any symbols? And that was keeping religion out of schools, and they used the separation of church and state for that stuff. But this is more of the, you know, diversity, equity, and inclusion. But some people, I know it's against their religion, too. Like, I know some people, when my son would march in the Halloween parade, they would have to have a permission slip because some families yeah. wouldn't let their kids participate. Well, that's what... Not- I understand that this is more about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And, you know, they're highly, this this is what's crazy to me. These are people, highly educated people that have a DR in the front of their name. For instance, 
Dr. Ronald J. Taylor, the superintendent of South Orange Schools in New Jersey, sent a letter to parents on October 6th explaining why Halloween and any kind of Halloween celebration will be banned during school hours and on school ground, you big snowflake. <laughs> I believe the snowflakes are our future. Protect them well from stuff that'll ruin their day. Yeah, I hope this ruins your day. And by the way, uh, other schools are following suit. There's another school that has canceled the Halloween parade. All together? You can wear, yeah, you can wear a ghost outfit. Kid, man, kids, lo- I love it. I love it. That I'll- was one of my favorite memories in elementary school when you got to go and do the parade and then you got to go back to class and you did arts and crafts. It was so much fun. Well, some elementary schools have canceled the parade, the Halloween parade. God. It's just ridiculous. And here's a tribute to these real American douchebags. Today, we salute you, Grammar School Halloween Parade Organizer. Grammar School Halloween Parade Organizer. While we should be letting the kids have fun during their Halloween parades, in the name of inclusivity, you're all offended and you want to cancel the parade, you big giant snowflake ass. They suck the fun out of everything. Just let the kids dress up like vampires. They're not appropriating Transylvanian culture, no. So when you see all these Paw Patrols and princesses and Barbie dolls walking down the Holiday Harvest Parade, kudos to you, you big snowflake, for ruining the Grammar School Halloween Parade. A real American douchebag. Douche. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 